Hi everyone, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is October 12th, 2014. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. I am your host, Robert Ring, and with me are my co-hosts that are also pretty good, Blake Corey. Oh, hi everybody. And, uh, not that one again. And, uh. and Jay Totoro. Uh-huh. This is going to be the worst episode yet. You said that every time. We can't keep this fucking curve, man. We keep getting worse every time. It's not a curve at this point. It's just a straight drop. It's a circle. We we started off doing really bad, and then we got to a point where we started doing better, and now we're moving back around again. If it's a circle, then are we going back in time, too? Because on a graph, one of our axes is based on time. Mm-hmm. So how are we looping back around like a circle? Are we going back to redo the first cast? Do you have a TARDIS? This is the classic gaming podcast. We're always going back in time. <sighs> oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You're setting these expectations way too high, Robert. I can't handle this stress. Jay, you sound tired. I am tired. Uh, it's, it's the time I'm normally asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you want to talk about news, or do you have anything super exciting to get out of, out of the I have, No, I have news. I have no news. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Got right, Got him. Um, okay. Go right ahead. We'll go into news. How about that? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Uh, Dragon Warrior. You know uh-huh. the Nintendo game? Yeah, sure. the game yeah. that I played yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah, well, it was... One. It was remade on Super Famicom, and I actually don't know if it was on SNES... In the States, or if this was only Japan, but it was remade in Japan on Super Famicom as Dragon Quest. Uh, and I think basically just given a graphical overhaul. Uh, and then Dragon Quest 2 came out, and there were a ton of sequels that I actually never knew about. Uh, right now, since the last episode, Dragon Quests 1, 2, 4, and 8 are out on iOS and Android. That's pretty cool. Huh. Are yeah. they actually, have, have you looked at them and made sure they actually look good and they didn't try to update them or do, do dumb shit to them? Yeah, they look, <laughs> okay. from, what, from what I've seen, they look like the, so, you know, these were the remade versions of them, but they were remade for Super Famicom, so it's not oh, okay. like, it's not like the Final Fantasy ones. Yeah, recently, or you knew some, where I was going. <laughs> yeah, I knew where you were going. It, it looks like Super Nintendo quality. Okay. Um, That's pretty legit. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's kind of weird that they have such random, like, first two, obviously, and then they skip to four and eight. It's kind of weird, uh, but uh, still pretty cool. So, so check those out. Those just came out recently. Have you heard about the uh, Warcraft Three stuff? No. So uh, this was uh, news that IGN found out uh, in the last update for the Battle.net client. Mm-hmm. It, it apparently, if you go and look into the files, it included icons for Warcraft Three. Uh, I think specifically it had some Frozen Throne expansion icons. I don't know if it had any base Warcraft 3 or only Frozen Throne stuff, but the uh, the implication, of course, is that they're going to release Warcraft 3 on Battle.net, possibly in the near future. Huh. Yeah, because they've, they've gone back and they released certain uh, older games I've seen in some of their used map settings and stuff like that. That's uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. So it should yeah. be cool. Because I don't think... Uh, I, still, I actually still have my Warcraft 3 disc, surprisingly, but I don't think... Modern. I don't think it can run on modern computers. Uh, that's correct. You, well, any computer that is more than a single core 
the game can't handle. You have to download a special uh, processor-specific program okay. that that makes it so that the game works properly. It's it really can't, annoying. It just can't take. It's like getting too much juice. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it just ends up running at like 10 FPS or even worse or something. I don't remember. Um, but I, I went back to play the game. I don't remember how many years ago it was. I think it was back when I, I was only using a quad core, and um, you have to get like a special program. Yeah. Very weird. One time uh, on this, this was like not recently, uh, but it was maybe three computers ago, which is you know. For me, which is kind of, you know, obviously a pretty long time. Yeah. Uh, maybe even four or so. I tried installing, it was either Monkey Island or Loom. One of those really old games. And apparently, like, it, it, it technically worked. But apparently, like, the games would run at a percentage of the speed of the processor. Or something like that, because it just ran like so incredibly fast that you couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, a lot of the old DOS games are like that. Um, like, even pre-Wizardry Bane of the Cosmic Forge. Like, some of the old, old stuff from, uh, the, like, before graphics really became a good thing. Sorry, my cat's being stupid. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, um, not again. Uh, no, she's fine this time. I yelled at her again. Uh, sh- okay. um, so yeah, one of my friends, I can't remember what the name of the game was. It may have been like Zoop or something. Zoop. You know what? It actually may have been the game that, uh, Cosmo played at SGDQ. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it right now, but this is this old ASCII kind of a game. Oh, okay. And, uh, one of my old friends that I went to high school with tried playing it. This was, he was trying to play it in 2000. Like, I think it was when we were still in high school, so pre-2004, and because of his processor and everything, the game ran at, like, 2,000% speed. <laughs> yeah. What the shit? It was <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's, That's pretty impressive. awesome. When I Dude, was I, trying... can't, I can't wait for more people to come out and make it so, like, some of these older games are play- more playable easier. Because there's, like, so many old games that I would love to go back and play on my computer that I, like, download and try to get them running, and it's just a pain in the ass to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think with, like, the old scum games uh, that run on that system that, uh, that all the LucasArts games were on, I think those at this point are ported over fairly well from what I've heard. I've never actually played them on that, but uh, I've only played, like, the official releases. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of those people have gotten working pretty well um clearly though obviously there's a ton that aren't you know what i'm saying yeah uh but yeah i hope that something happens with that stuff too so at least it can be playable uh but but you know a lot of games you can you can find some way to get it working uh did you guys ever play a game this is this is pretty off topic so and it, it's not even really tied to anything, but I was just thinking of it recently. Real quick. Th- so did either of y'all have Sound Blaster cards like a long time ago when yeah. it first came out? Did you... So. Okay, did you... You know, it came with like a few programs uh, with it that you could install to kind of like test out the test out the sound. Uh, oh, man. One of them was called Dr. Spatso. Mm-mm. You don't remember that? No. It was a... 
it was supposed to be like a psychologist like that you like computer that you could like talk like type in your problems and he would try to help you out what no i've never heard of this <laughs> yes i used to play this game so much just to see what kind of stuff i could get him to say because it was it would like actually talk to you based on like the kind of like based on your input Mm-hmm. And it was fairly limited, but one thing it would do that was pretty cool was if you told it to say something, it would try to say whatever you typed. <laughs> Keep in mind, this oh, was like early, this was like early '90s or late '80s, maybe even. Uh, How many inappropriate things did you get it to say? Do all the time. <laughs> I would go over to my friend's house because one of my friends uh, at one point, like when we got a new computer, eventually. We gave my old computer to one of my good friends, and so whenever I went over to his house, that was like we would just sit on there and like tell it to say inappropriate things. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I would sit here and try and, and, and like tell you what the guy sounded like talking, but it would just bore you. I think probably I'm the only one who would find any joy in that because it basically <laughs> just sounded like a robot talking to you. Uh, and so and one of the things we would do is like type say we would say we would tell it to say and then just like mash on the keys. And he would just sit there and literally go through every sound that you press. He'd be like, ash, 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 Oh, yes. Yeah, Ventrilla used to do something along the lines for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would always go to each other. <laughs> That's pretty good. Anyway, I, I wondered if anybody else had, had played Dr. Spade. So, uh, I never really figured out if it's if it was supposed to legitimately like be a sort of self-help thing or if it was just kind of like a fun thing to play around with that was sort of like a – it was supposed to be a psychologist, like I said – I never really understood whether it was actually supposed to help people. I wonder if it was. It, it seems like almost like an afterthought, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, "Oh, what kind of software would be fucking random to put with this?" With this, what, uh, I know. One thing that was kind of weird: the word "why" he pronounced "way," but it was <laughs> one of the words that he was programmed to know, which is really weird that he didn't know how to pronounce it. So, like, you would say, "Like, oh, I'm having a bad time." My wife, uh, like, cheated on me and then ran out and burned my house down or something like that. And he would say, like, I understand you were upset, but way? What? That's so weird. It was pretty weird. Anyway, enough of that. We got one more news item to talk about. Oh, yeah? And, uh, unfortunately, I don't have any kind of alcohol nearby because you really kind of need it to talk about this. There is a missed TV show series in the works. Really? Are there any more details than that? I mean, is it, mm, who's making it's it? It's going to be also some sort of tie-in to like a iPad app or something along those lines. What? Mm-hmm. Do you know what channel it's going to be on? Just out of curiosity, like to- no. Okay. I know that legendary TV and digital media are the ones making it. Huh. That's like so random. Like I, I'm, I'm curious, like how they're gonna execute that. Uh, probably by fucking it up. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Not to be a negative Nancy, but. Yeah, well, I'll be negative about this because it sounds like a fucking shit idea. Nice. Uh. Really interesting. Basically, all the info. This was uh, this was news announced on Deadline.com, by the way. Uh, all of the like the few details that have been released about it is basically mm-hmm. like marketing talk. Um, oh, that would make sense. 
Cyan is, I guess, the developer or the, the owners of the property at this point. Holy shit. Now there's a Chili's... What the fuck? What? Hold on. There's a... You... There's... I can't... I can't do it. Are, okay. Wait, are you at a Chili's? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, order me some chicken crispers with honey mustard. Oh. I... There was... I visited Deadline.com and a Chili's uh, commercial started playing in my ears. All right, let me, t- let me paste that real quick so I can. This is this is the these are the details we have on the on the Miss TV show. Cyan's goal in working with Legendary is not just to create a compelling TV drama, but to develop a true transmedia product that will include a companion video game that extends the story across both media. A drama. Seventy percent of tablet owners use their device while watching TV at least several times a week. Cyan sees the potential to push the boundaries of interacting storytelling to a new level. That's uh, a little bit more. That's kind of interesting, but Shut I up. still. No, no, I meant the jackass. I meant the concept of interacting with your with your tablet to the TV, not for that dumbass of a show. <laughs> Blake, do you have anything to say? No, not a thing. Okay, let's move on then. (laughs) Uh, That's all the news we've got. So why don't we talk about better things, such as... Do you want to do a drum roll? Do you want to do a drum roll? Uh, No, I just want to get on with it. I just want to get past the Miss TV show and on to something. I want to keep bringing it up now, just to... Just to make me rage? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. It'll happen. Who wants to go? Who played? Who who thinks they played the most awesome game? Because we're going with you first. I think mine was good, but I don't know. I think mine. I don't know if mine was the best. Blake. Um, I didn't play the best. I don't know. Maybe compared to what you guys okay. played, that's tough to. <laughs> All right, Jay, to say, really. you go first. You sound pretty confident. What the hell? Like what? Why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, I played a game. You played before... Shadows of Mordor. No, actually, I didn't. I heard all about Shadow that. Shadow of Mordor. Shadow. Shadows oh, of Mordor is actually a classic game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Let me. Nice. It was a uh, Mordor. It was an old game in the eighties, I think. Okay. Was it, it was uh, based on the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I assume. <laughs> all I can pull on, up like... right now is Shadow of Mordor. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. The Shadows of Mordor over at Giant Bomb. Uh, it was a Commodore 64 game, uh, text-based adventure game. Oh, Robert, your style. Uh, uh, specifically, it was based on the Two Towers book. Cool. Yeah. So tell us anyway. about it, Jay. <laughs> well, Shadows of Mordor, uh, Mordors, means uh, there's extra doors. <laughs> Mordors. There's extra doors. This was the sequel. Uh, it was originally Shadow of Door, actually. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep, it was an afterthought. Okay. Alright, so, <laughs> um, I played a game, actually, I'm, I'm guessing that Blake's played this game before. Uh, you may have actually talked about it before. Uh, it's called Soul Blazer for Super Nintendo. I have played it, but I haven't, I don't think I've, t- oh, wait a minute, you know what? I talked about that on the Lost episode. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I sounds good. Box art. Um, so Soul Blazer is for Super Nintendo, like I said before. Um, essentially, I was looking for a new, a 
like a new variety of games and I was just like searching around and I happened to stumble across it and I'll be honest I really really enjoyed playing it. It's super duper fun. Um it's a dungeon crawler slash action RPG and essentially you start off uh it's just like an RPG so you like start off and you can you can like level up and you get like equipment and abilities to use and uh what's like Robert you'll appreciate the crap but it's so random. So you basically, when you're in a dungeon, you'll walk by these nodes, and when you get close to them, they start spawning creatures. And when you clean up the nodes, um, the, the mobs stop spawning. But then you can step on the node, and it basically will give you, or it'll it'll basically revitalize something back to life, which is redundant. But and it's it can be something like sometimes it'll cre- recreate like a house in the city that you're supposed to that you go to, and there's like people in it. Other times it'll be something as random as a fucking goat or just flowers. Uh-huh. And so you like kind of slowly reconstruct the city, and you can like interact with the city once you start reconstructing it. So like, you will buy like get a bunch of houses back, and then you can go rest at the houses or get like um, somewhere like a market where you can buy things. Mm-hmm. And um, what's what's really funny is like you know like in RPGs like when you save somebody and they're like a a vendor and they're like oh thank you so much for saving me oh here uh, you can buy all my stuff it's super expensive <laughs> yeah yeah I know, I know <laughs> like, exactly what you're talking about in this game like when you save the the one of the towns it's really funny because the lady's like thank you for saving me here you can have it all for free nice. <laughs> I'm like oh I'm like all right well that's uh that's how it should be I just fucking saved your life <laughs> um. No, but uh, the game is it's really fun. Like the, it, the the learning curve is interesting. Basically, like when you first get dropped into it and you're learning the creatures, you get shit on a lot because you're like, okay, I don't know what this guy's gonna do. I don't know their movement patterns. I don't know if they can go through walls or like shoot abilities through walls. But like over time, you like slowly kind of work your way through it and you get progressively further and further. Um, and then obviously there's boss fights, which some of them are are pretty interesting. They're, they're more of just learning the patterns and executing them properly. Like the first time I, I struggled a couple times, but then as I got the patterns down, I was able to clear the, the earlier ones, like without any trouble at all. Um, mm-hmm. overall the game is, is pretty damn fun. Music is whatever. It was just kind of normal RPG type music, nothing special. And, um, trying to think what else was like really catchy about it like the spells the game was kind of cool because you basically had this orb that's like spinning around your character and based on the direction you're facing when you fire your spell it shoots from that location so your spells are kind of hard to land like at times you have to really really time it out or predict where the enemy's going to go or where your your ball is i guess in order to try to target the enemy along the way which is it, it was it was actually somewhat of a challenge at times especially when you're trying to avoid getting hit by other mobs or yeah, pretty much just trying to avoid getting hit by mobs and staying alive. So it's not like a turn-based RPG. No, no, it's an action RPG. Okay. No, it's an action RPG more like um, Illusion Wait. of Gaia and Secret of Mana. Yeah, there you go. Is it kind of like I haven't played any of those? Is it kind of like Zelda? A little bit. Yeah, like the fighting. Yeah, like uh, the fighting. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's the a fighting. top-down perspective, and it's the same kind of movement like that. Just yeah. like Zelda. Yeah, it's a Zelda clone. It's like Mordor. <laughs> okay. It's got Mordors. It's got Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to the story at all. Like it, it didn't like older games like that. It's hard for me to pay attention to the story as much now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was anything to it. Blake, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just didn't see much to it in terms there of like was probably mind blowing. It's in pieces. It had some feelsy moments and characters die and stuff. It was surprisingly. Uh, that whole series is a little bit more. 
the ideas it uses are a little bit more mature than a lot of the things you'd see around then. Like, hmm. they talk about death and um, people that are, ba- like, genuinely bad people, uh, some stuff like that. It's uh, It's a good idea, but the problem is they end up being really, really childish about it. Which is what I don't like about that That's series. Childish how? Like it's it's very heavy handed, and just the writing approach. It's it's a lot of stuff that feels more like it's being written towards a preteen. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Overall, like the whole yeah, series, okay. it's Soul Blazer, uh, Illusion of Gaia, and Terra Enigma, and I feel like. To me, Salt Blazer was the one I ended up enjoying the most. Oh, I'm glad I picked the right one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, how, how far did you get to into it, uh, Jay? I'd say a couple hours into it. Okay. At least. So you beat it how many game. times? Yeah, right. No, I mean, I well, because I kept dying. So like, I was like, eh. Because uh, you have a certain amount of lives, and then you get the shafty shaft. Gotcha. Are you gonna keep playing it? Is it good enough to keep on playing, or I think so. Like, I'm not. Right. It's 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 really fun. Like I think I will continue because I want to see like some of the bosses and like later encounters and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Blake, you want to go next, or you want me to? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I played the game that on episode I don't know what number. I said it was my uh, second favorite game of all time. Who remembers? Tell, show me if you're my real Monkey friends. Monkey Island 2. <laughs> Clo- close. Good guess. Monkey Island Mordors. <laughs> Even closer. Hotter. Hotter. Uh, Loom. Ah. So Loom is a very early point-and-click adventure game. Made, of course, by... Mordor's. LucasArts. LucasArts. Thank you, Blake. Uh, is that all you're going to say in, in response to anything from I think so. <laughs> think uh, no, I'm distracted. Okay. Made by LucasArts. Very, uh, very early point-and-click adventure game. It came out, I think, in 1991, uh, which was also the year that, that uh, Monkey Island came out. Interestingly, they came out so close together. This was, I think... I'm pretty sure it was the first point-and-click adventure game I ever played, and really probably one of the first, like, real uh, computer games that I ever played, besides, like, educational games and, like, really simple, like, classroom stuff, like Wheel of Fortune. I remember we had that, like, on a floppy disk in our uh, on a 3.5 in our classroom. So, like, the first, like, real actual game that you can say, okay, this is a game. This is one of the first ones that I had played. Um... You so that, so quick overview of the story. Uh, you're this guy who uh, is in this thing called the uh, Guild of Weavers, and it's like way far in the future. And your people have figured out how they can uh, affect reality by by weaving things certain in a certain way uh, on this great big loom that they've created. Um, they're scared of you, however, for lots of reasons I won't get into. And they never really taught you. The way of the Weavers Guild, but then one day uh, they're they're trying to decide what they're going to do with you, and it kind of seems like they're about they're they're going to do away with you. 
Uh, all of a sudden, a swan flies in, turns all of the elders into swans so that they cannot attack you. And then you have, and then like one of them drops the staff, you pick it up. And uh, the last thing that, that one of the uh, guild members says to you is that you got to get off of the island and because it's about to be destroyed, basically. So it's kind of a, you know, for, for back in the day, it's a pretty, they, 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 they gave it a good amount of story. It's not just like, here's your staff, go kill people, go kill people with it or, you know, something like that. But it's, you know, then again, compared to today, to, to today's storytelling, it's kind of, it is lacking on some things like exactly what's going on here. It's, it's, doesn't fill in all the details that really make it make sense. But for back then, it was a pretty strong story. Um, also, it's worth mentioning that the game, when you bought it, originally came with a cassette tape and the cassette tape had like uh like backstory like with with full voice acting and everything so you could play it and kind of like listen to what the backstory of the game was leading up to the point where you start the game so that's kind of cool unfortunately i didn't have access to that although i guess i probably could have found a video or something of it somewhere but i didn't really look so um that's that's what happens when you start the game. Now the difference between this and basically any other point and click adventure game is uh you do not have any inventory. You don't have any uh like like uh, like on all of these other on all the other point and click adventure games or most of them at least back at this point in time, you would choose to you could like ha- you would have like taste, touch, talk, like listen, look and those were kind of all your options. So if you got to an object, you could try to like pick it up or or like look at it to see like what it looked like or or you know open door and all this kind of stuff. There's nothing like that. The only mechanic in the game is obviously you point and you can walk around. Aside from that, when you click on objects, uh, some objects will give you, will play a series of notes. And at the bottom of your screen, there's like a bar staff with a few with with notes on them. And if you click on an object and it, and it gives you a, few, a series of notes. Then you write on it physically on a piece of paper. You write those notes down, and those notes are a spell. And you use these spells to, on other objects to make them do things, and that's how you progress in the game. That's the that's that's like what the puzzles consist of: is you figuring out what spell you need to cast on certain objects, and you play them by you, you cast the spells by playing the same series of notes. So, for instance, there's this one uh, part in the game where you come across. Uh, like some green die. When you click on it, it plays four notes. And then if you go up to an object and click on it and then play those four notes, then you're trying to... Uh, that's your green spell. You're trying to turn it green. There's one for opening that you'll use to try to open stuff. And uh, another early one that you get... Another one that you get early on is uh, turning... Uh, what is straw to gold? So... If you need, if you find some straw and it just so happens that you need to turn it to gold, then you go up and play the the, the straw to gold spell, and it'll turn the straw to gold. Um, the cool thing is, as you'll kind of, this is sort of a spoiler, but not really, because it happens fairly early on in the game. What you'll, what you, what you eventually learn is that if you play the spell backwards, it will do the reverse of the spell. So your, if you play your open spell backwards, it'll close things. If you play, uh, like your, your green spell backwards on something green it'll turn it white and so on and so forth wait if you turn oh okay okay i got you you got it so like if you go out to something white and play the do the green spell on it play he plays the notes and it turns green if you see something green you do that backwards it turns it white that's how like all the spells in the game work so 
really cool setup. Uh, the visuals are also really awesome. Like it was like playing this game. The the last time I played it was like probably when it first came out. Um, the visuals are exactly like I remembered them. They're all really good for back in the for for, for when the game was made. Uh, and there's all sorts of cool stuff. So you see, like there's a city made out of like green glass. There's uh there's dragons and stuff like that. And there's there's every place in the game looks good. Uh, they really did a job of like rewarding you with progress, if by nothing else than than with like really cool looking visuals and scenery, and characters and stuff like that. Uh, the voice acting was obviously surprise, well, obviously was also surprisingly good. Um, you know, I've complained about <laughs> like every Sierra game I've played so far that the uh, voice acting was terrible. Uh, back in 1991 with Loom, LucasArts almost pretty much nailed it on their first try. Uh, I was really impressed. The one exception to the voice acting, unfortunately, is the main character. He, uh, he doesn't sound quite right. Like, the voice acting is pretty good, but he doesn't, it, it sounds, it doesn't sound like he gives enough levity to the events that are going on. Like, something big and major, uh, like, cosmic will happen, and he'll be like, whoa, like, Glad I like dodged that thing, or is he like he seems really casual about the things that are going on. Um, but all the other voice acting, I feel like, is pretty appropriate. It gives enough weight to the events that are happening. Uh, when I played the game, I actually didn't have a sound card that could uh, support the voice acting, so I just played it uh, with with the text, like a lot of uh, people did back then. And I kind of wish that I could have just played it with the with with only the uh, the text also and no voice acting, but there's there's no option for that on the uh, version of the game that's available on Steam now. Uh, but but as I said, overall the voice acting was really good, so it so it didn't really turn out to be a problem. I just I did kind of wish that I could play it the way that I remembered it though. Um, the the tone and the overall story of the game is really pretty good. It goes to some kind of like crazy like places, which back in 1991, or at least for uh, an eight-year-old in 1991, were like mind-blowing. Like I remember, especially <laughs> a lot of the stuff that happens toward the end. I was just like, "Holy shit! How could who could possibly come up with this? How is this like? How can anybody imagine this? How is this happening right now? Like I couldn't even like it. It blew my mind. Unfortunately, now going back and playing it, it's it's not nearly as strong. Like it's pretty cool some of the stuff that they do. But a lot of it is like they're trying to be crazy and psychedelic, and uh, and it just and it's like okay, wait, but how does this actually like make sense? Like, what actually is going on right now? Like, I feel like it's the same way that a lot of JRPGs and anime and stuff like like that are nowadays. Like, they'll they'll have like some really cool event happen just because it's like really like uh, imaginative and and and, and crazy. But like if you think about it, it's like wait like like what actually is happening like this doesn't really make sense or like I don't quite get what this means. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Does that yes. make sense to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how it was now. Um, and another kind of <laughs> sad realization I had playing it now and you know it being one of my favorite games of all time, even, but even though I haven't played it in I guess uh, 23 years something like that, is that it's really pretty easy and that also makes the game fairly short which all those kind of things kind of combined with the story 
makes the story not quite as strong. Because, like, all this stuff happens so fast together, some of it doesn't quite make sense, and then boom, it's over. So, I mentioned the, you know, the mechanic with the playing this, the playing the notes that are, that, that, uh, that comprise spells. They, that was a really cool aspect of the game, but that is basically the only mechanic of the gameplay. And it makes the game pretty easy to, it makes any, any given puzzle pretty easy to figure out. Because you also do not, at any given time, you don't have a lot of places you can go and, or, and you don't have a whole lot of people you can talk to. At the most, really at any given point in the game, you might have two, maybe three characters that you can talk to. And along with that, there's no, like, actual dialogue options. So, basically every single puzzle in the game consists of you uh, trying to figure out what spell you're going to cast on this or that. And then if you can't figure out, then you just go through your list of spells and try everything, and then try everything backwards until something happens. So um, a little bit like Mist in regards to just trying shit. <laughs> n- no. No? Okay. Nope. No, Mist is more like you have to figure. In Mist, there are there are a few puzzles that you can like brute force through like that, but most most of them, uh, you there are too many possibilities where you to where you actually have to spend enough time. You have to spend time figuring it out. You can't just try everything because the puzzles there are 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 more complex than that. Um, so like I would get stuck and then like just you know, and by the time you, you you learn spells as you play through the game, by the time you're at the very end of the game, you've got something like maybe, I would say, 16 or 18 different spells. So it doesn't take a long time if you just have to sit there and try everything to find the spell that you're supposed to use. There were like two points where I got kind of stuck and uh, couldn't really figure out what to do. Most of the time it came down to me like not realizing that I could click on something and make this other... like mini event happen and then i would move on and and figure out what i had to uh had to do and a lot of the time since there's so few spells it's also really easy to figure out what you're supposed to do like i mentioned the uh the straw it's a gold spell if you come across something and there's a an enormous like pile of straw it's pretty clear that you're going to need to turn that to gold so there's not a lot of like oh shit like how am i going to figure this out whereas uh you know i always refer to monkey island because i feel like that game did a lot of things right in monkey island at any given point there are like maybe 10 or 12 different places you can go and like a ton of different characters you can talk to and then you have all of the items in your inventory so you don't know whether you have to give an item to somebody or or like combine an item with something else or 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 what so like you really kind of have to spend some time figuring things you can't that's another game where you can't just brute force your way through on loom it's it turns out to be actually very easy to brute force your way through just about any of the of the puzzles. It took me about probably four and a half hours to beat the game, which I guess back when I originally played it, it was probably gonna it was probably more like twelve to twenty because I was young and you know didn't mm-hmm. didn't realize that I could just try all this stuff all the time and like anything I could just like burn through if I just sat there for a few minutes. Um. And I think that's really pretty much it. Uh, you know, sadly, it's not as good of a game as I remember it, but still, I, I feel like it's a pretty strong game. It's if if nothing else, it's it's a good game that it, it does a couple things that I like my point and click adventure games to do, which is it rewards you throughout the game 
with both visuals and and story. So the story does keep developing as you play, and like things will happen that keep the story rolling along, as opposed to like here's your goal, and then here's tons of like obstacles in between, and then at the end the story will wrap up. Um, it does a good job of kind of continuing to tell a story all the way through, and and as I said, all the visuals and stuff. Whenever pretty much whenever you get past a puzzle, the next place you get to is like really cool, at least to look at, and there's there's interesting things happen along the way. Like there's one event. Where you uh, cause a like an innocent character's death, sort of in a roundabout way that you don't realize is going to happen, and uh, and like Good I remember, job, asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's base. You you talk to the guy's ghost later on, and that's basically what he says to you. <laughs> but um, and I remember like when that happened, like especially back then, I was like, holy shit, what have I done? Like it actually, like I actually felt bad playing the game that I had caused this to happen. Like it, it kind of had an effect on me, but um. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't stand up nearly as strong today, but everything that it tries to do, I feel like it does a good job of. That's Loom for you. Uh, I don't know if I would keep it on my top three of all time list anymore. But I might. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I would probably at least move it behind TIE Fighter. I would say TIE Fighter holds up better. It's always weird uh, going back and playing some of those games that were absolute favorites of all time, and then yeah. you play it and you're like, well, this was good, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, this was good. This is really good. It deserves recognition. I don't know if it's one but... of the best games of <laughs> Now, Monkey Island, I'll reaffirm, I do feel that way about still, but not Loom. That's kind of the same way for me, and, I mean, we're going to be talking about the... PlayStation games pretty soon, but uh-huh. I went back and played Breath of Fire 3 a while back now. I think it was a year, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. And I absolutely loved Breath of Fire 3 when I was younger. I, it had some things that really pissed me off in the game, but I really, really liked the game. And I liked the story and everything. But when I went back to play it a couple years ago now, um, I was like, oh, oh, this is... <laughs> This is very, very rough. I still really, really like the game, but I don't think it uh, lived up to those expectations. Right. Yeah. Um, well, one thing, actually, let me, let me go back real quick. One more thing that they, that I thought was really cool about the game is there are some places and like some some objects and things like that that you can cast spells on, and the spell will work, but it doesn't have any effect on the game. Like. It's just like oh, saying, oh, yeah, it, it makes sense that you would be able to use that spell here, but, like, it doesn't actually affect anything. Like, there's this chalice, for instance, at one point, and you, you have a, a spell that will empty things or fill things. And if you cast the fill spell on it, it'll, like, fill it with wine, but it doesn't actually do anything in the game. It just it just works because, you know, logically it, it seems like it should work, which I thought was a really cool touch. Does that ever lead you down like a false path where you're like, oh, I've, I'm supposed to do something with, with no. this? No. Or do you pretty much go, oh, that did a thing, but it's not going to matter? Yep, yeah, pretty that, pretty much exactly that. You can you can tell, if you cast a spell on something and it's something that affects the game, you know right away. Because some event will happen. Uh, and if if you cast a spell on something and it works, but it doesn't have anything to do, you, you likewise will know because like it just does it and then nothing else happens and you move on. All right. So, yeah, th- that could have really gone astray if they hadn't used it properly, but every single time 
when I when that happened to me, it was it was 100% clear that that just happened just because it should and it's not actually doing anything. Yeah, when you first mentioned it, I was like, that sounds like it could be a huge problem. <laughs> it could have been, but they handled it very well. Yeah. That's what I got. All right, cool. Let's hear what you played, Blake. I played Final Fantasy X. And I've been waiting for this. Both of you were pretty stoked about this. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So you guys both (laughs) love Final Fantasy X. Um, When I first played it, understatement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jay has worn out the the like hole in the middle of the CD. With my dick. Ew. That was a, yeah, thank you, asshole, for ruining the <laughs> Yeah, way to be blunt about it. No fucking tact on this guy. With my dick. <laughs> yeah, with my dick. Just thought I'd clarify. Um, when I first played Final Fantasy X a long time ago, there was a lot of stuff that I hated about it. It, it was... It wasn't a game that I ended up enjoying. And then it was like uh, four years later when I was like, you know what? Final Fantasy X wasn't that bad. I kind of wish I hadn't sold it now. And a friend gifted me a new copy, and that was the same copy that I got in 2005 that I used on my most recent playthrough. Um, Should have played the European one. I don't have access to it. If I had a PS3, I would have gone out and gotten the HD version. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I have the HD yeah. one, and then they have the European one, which is Yeah, the, the international well, version yeah. with all the extra stuff. Um, overall, I want to I wanna first off, I want to start by saying that uh, it actually makes it into my top five Final Fantasies. Nice overall, game. I enjoyed the game experience, but saying it's in my top five Final Fantasies is not saying that much because basically everything else outside of the list I either hate or haven't played. <laughs> so, it unfortunately, it doesn't say all that much. But, let's see, where to start off with? Um, I guess, the let's start off with one of my biggest problems I had with the game. Uh, just because it, it could have been done so much better, but they didn't. Uh, the game's story. I'm a... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so pissed off about it. About the story? The... the game's focus, story-wise, ends up being on the two main characters. And that is Titus and Yuna. And it's how their relationship together is building up. But they're not exactly in a relationship. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, wait, wait, bullshit, wait, bullshit. On. Real quick. Is it really pronounced Titus? I always yeah. say Titus, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I believe the Japanese pronunciation is Titus. Okay. So, I, is, whatever. That's just what feels right for me to say. I say Titus, um, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Both of them, whatever, it's not that important. No, um, I was just curious. Titus and Yuna, that's the entire focus of the game. That's like the primary driving force a lot of the time, and it's what they default to. The problem with that is that it's a really, really shittily written love story. Mm-hmm. The other problem with it is that they are both in this world that is 100 times more interesting than either of their characters. And that's where I wish a lot more of the focus had been. They, it's, it's like the idea of the world is kind of in the background a lot of the time, and it's just like a driving force to get the characters to advance forward. And the characters in the game suck. Uh, the world and the history is what ends up being really interesting about it. And unfortunately, that's not what they focus on. Um, the world is really cool. 
you've got all this information with Sin, uh, where the Yevon religion came from, where uh, the final aeons are happening, all the aeon stuff. It's all really, really interesting, but it's like background information to what the main characters are doing. Um, Falling in love. Yeah. Well, and it's not even just those two. It's the rest of the characters as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, none of them are good characters. It's like the main characters kind of suck, but then most of the secondary characters are even more annoying. <laughs> Almost every single secondary character is even worse than Titus and Yuna. Um, I used to hate Titus the absolute most in this game. On this playthrough, I was like, Waka, you are the biggest piece of shit of <laughs> Yeah, he's really linear. Hey, man. He, uh, he is the most boring character. He literally it's not just that he's boring, so it's that he's an no. asshole. He's not just boring, Jay. He's a complete douchebag. He's like a bullying jock as a Final Fantasy character, and I don't know why that was a good idea to put in the game. He walks around, he's constantly being a douche to Titus, putting him in headlocks, bullying him around and stuff. Um, he's an asshole about his religion. The guy's just a major prick. And he has uh, terrible hair. He's got yeah. awful hair. You and he attacks with hair, a Robert. fucking beach ball. Yeah, that's what I was about to say next. <laughs> He had, I think that might be the worst weapon I've ever seen in the Final Fantasy game. I, I mean, say what you will. Well, okay, to be fair, I guess the scales and stuff that you can get in Final Fantasy twelve and tactics of, like, using math and abacuses to attack your enemies is pretty weird. Uh, but just the fact that he's using a beach ball while being surrounded by people with big swords, daggers. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Lulu's weapon sucks, too. But she also doesn't do that much damage by throwing a stuffed doll at the enemies, so it yeah. kind of gets up by there. And her dolls are more kind of like, uh, aren't they more like they give her like ancillary like boosts to her magic well, and stuff like that? Well, all the weapons do that, okay. which is, you know, I'll transition into talking about that really quick. Uh, the weapon customization system in this game is one of the things that it does really well, and it's almost... Well, okay, it doesn't do it really well, but it does it well. And <laughs> it's subtle enough that I end up forgetting about it a lot of the time because of all the other stuff going on. But the game features a weapon customization system and armor customization. You get one weapon and one armor for every character uh, to wear at any time. And you can find new ones. You can customize them with new uh, abilities, new effects. So you can make uh, a weapon that hits with all elemental types if you want. You can make a weapon that has a chance to petrify enemies. It lets you do more than 9999 damage, uh, and it fills your overdrive faster, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then for your armors, you can put in stuff like uh, you're immune to being petrified, etc., etc. And it's really, really cool. The problem is that it's very, very annoying to grind for all the stuff you need, all the materials to make these effects on your equipment. Uh, so it ends up being a cool idea that until the end game, you can't really take that much advantage of. Uh, and then at that point, if you're doing the bonus content, you're forced to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, while we're, you know, I should have actually transitioned over to this. Speaking of the awful, awful characters, this was the first JRPG, 
uh, as I recall, to be pretty much fully voice acted throughout the entire thing. And hmm. it is one of the worst examples of it ever. Is it really? Uh, yes. Besides just the characters being annoying? Yeah, the voice acting makes it that much worse. Hmm. Titus would be a dislikable character if it weren't for the VA, but with the VA, he's one of the most hateable characters of all time. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there were games before this that came out, stuff on the PlayStation that had voice acting, obviously. But I, if I remember, like this was the first one that really went to the next level with it. And I believe a big part of that was the fact that they had the voice acting during the game's cutscenes. And what that means is that they also had lip movement and stuff. And that's where the problem comes in. Because of the lip movement, the... I guess the person that was doing the directing for the voice acting usually told the voice actors to try to get their words matched up with the lips on the video. And that means that most of the characters' voice acting felt completely inhuman. Like, no one should be talking the way that these people are talking. <laughs> well, it's, it's because it's translated, yeah. Yeah, it's originally okay. in Japanese, so the vo- the lips uh, in the videos, in the cutscenes, are all matched up with the Japanese mm-hmm. delivery. And they didn't mm-hmm. change the videos at all when they uh, ported it over to different languages. Doesn't so sound you've got like these good different idea. scripts and people trying to work with the lip movement, and it does not come together whatsoever. Uh, the only – funny enough, what really tipped this whole thing off in my mind was the fact that – I've always liked Orin in the game, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it sucks because he's kind of like, oh, I'm such a badass. He kind (laughs) of exemplifies that trope a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. But that's not the reason I like him. I like him because I dislike him more, less than I dislike all of the other characters. And the reason for that is his voice acting. He actually speaks like a human being. And the reason he can get away with that is because he's got that big jacket covering up his lips. <laughs> so you never actually oh, yeah. see him talking. And the guy delivering his lines can talk like he's a human being. That's a really interesting point. That's that's kind of the same reason that I like Lulu. Not because she's like particularly interesting, which maybe she kind of is. I don't really remember. But I, but I remember mostly that like she basically seemed kind of normal and just wasn't annoying as fuck. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, she, her character <laughs> design looks absolutely yeah. terrible. The the dress of belts is belts. Yeah. one of the stupidest character designs, I think. <laughs> I didn't think she, I, I thought she was pretty did. cool. Like, yeah, I guess. The, like, I did mean, you, you look could, at the lower part of her dress? Yeah, but I mean, like, that's true for every single Final Fantasy character ever made. Belts for days. <laughs> belts, for, belts for days. But, like, the rest of her... Wasn't that? I mean, like she looked. She was. I thought she was pretty cool. I thought she. Yeah, the rest of her character, it was pretty downplayed. Like she didn't have much of a character compared yeah. to the rest of the cast either. Uh, like her and Kimari both. Yeah, Kimari didn't really have anything. Yeah. Like, why is well, he... I feel like Kimari probably had more character. Lulu's characterization is the fact that her fiance uh, died. Oh, the game happened. I don't even remember that part. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's where Titus uh, got his weapon. Come on, Pussy, play this. It's where he got his weapon? 
That's where Titus got his weapon. Oh, uh, the Buster Sword? Be... Yeah, the Buster Jesus <laughs> Christ, get out of my call. <laughs> I mean, the Transistor Sword. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, the voice acting is some of the worst ever. Like, it's not even the good bad, like in the res- original Resident Evil. It's just bad. <laughs> Dude, the other day I was watching the Jill Sandwich video. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, see, you can laugh about that VA. With yeah. with Final Fantasy X, it's just like, ugh, someone shut these people up, please. Yep. There is no redeeming fucking factor to this. So those are like the two biggest problems I end up having with the game. Uh, real quick, you, you said right. you said this was a, one of the first RPGs with voice acting, right? I think that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because clearly, obviously, other yeah. games had it, but like I said, Resident Evil, like that was one of the very original games that had voice acting, and it was well, Loom. Well, yeah, I mean uh, specifically like on consoles and stuff. There were a lot uh, of so we're PC games. Okay. Uh, yeah, because PC games don't count. You shit lord. <laughs> Get fucked, kid. <laughs> I guess I will. Um, Alright, so what else? I guess I'll talk about the last thing I really disliked about the game. Uh, everybody loves the sphere grid, but I've always hated it. Me too. Okay, thank you. I love it. See, people always praise it because, oh, look at all these options and all this choice and shit. Nope. Uh, like what? What? It's a linear path across your own entire sphere grid. No, it's not. Uh, you don't have to. You can you don't go have elsewhere. To. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to. Sit there for like... <laughs> 50 sphere levels and wait until you finally find a level 2 node. It's not that far. It's like maybe 20 levels. And 20 by the levels. way, your character is complete shit now. Good job. No, it's not that bad. You get yes, a decent is. portion of the way. No, it's if you literally... I've done it multiple times. Like, if you wait a decent amount of time, like, you can get to the first key lock and then wait and you probably have like 10 or 15 points built up before you unlock it. It's probably. really not that big of a deal. But it unlocks shit abilities for your for any given character. Not necessarily. It depends how you like, go. You're that's, that's generally what's fun about. weakening your team if you do that. Pie, for the most part, maybe. It, dep- <laughs> it depends what you're going to do. Like, I mean, certain characters, you will just get royally fucked if you, like, go certain ways. Like, I'll agree with you on that. But there are certain characters that if you go off path, you can actually make some pretty cool builds. Well, the only reason I say that is because of one of the things that I really, really have always loved about the game, which is the combat system. And the way that the combat system is built up is that all of your characters have a specific thing that they are supposed to do in battle. And if you try to take somebody out of their sphere grid, you're doubling up on one strength of your team and you end up losing out, generally speaking, on a lot of the things that would make that character do something effective. Like, you could take Riku out of her area of the sphere grid because you get steel right away, and that's her big thing. You get steel and use right at the beginning of her sphere grid. But she also gets a lot of other benefits just through going through hers that I didn't realize until I played through it this time. She has a lot of HP nodes, too. She yeah. gets a ton of HP! Yeah. Holy she shit! Like some I of the most. Know she got that much. I could not believe that. Yeah. That was crazy. She ends up having like as much HP as Waka and Titus. They catch her up like super quick because of how far in the game you get her. Yeah, yeah. And then they just keep pumping her up with more mm-hmm. HP, which is great because she can act as like a secondary beefy healer if you don't have Yuna around. I love so. use. Use is like one of my, is probably my favorite thing in that entire game. Like the mix use combo, ridiculously strong, yeah. especially with how many Albed potions they just throw at you. Yeah. I like um, how I, I like how she can get like super awesome uh, items from the bosses. Oh yeah, yeah. 
All right. <laughs> so, um, so the combat is one of the things that's always made me at least enjoy this game a little bit. What I like about it so much is that there are individual roles for every character. You'll run into a battle, and you'll fight a bunch of monsters that are all supposed to be killed by a specific way. If you run into an elemental, you want to bring in Lulu because she has black magic, and she can take advantage of the elemental's weakness and absolutely wreck it and usually one-shot it. Uh, say you run into an enemy that has a bunch of armor, you'll bring in Orin, he'll smack it. Uh, and probably one-shot that as well, whereas everybody else would be doing, like, less than half of how much damage they normally do to it even. Uh, Waka is great against flying enemies. Tidus is really fast, so he can take out quick enemies before they get to act. All this really cool stuff of, like, swapping in different team members, blah, blah, blah. And to me, that is a lot of fun. There's... It's pretty surface-level thinking a lot of the time. As you get further into the game, it becomes more complicated. You'll have more complicated enemies that you run up against that aren't quite as simple. It's just, oh, cast a fire spell on that, and it's dead immediately. Um, and that's one of the things that, that I've always liked about the game. I thought it did that really well. It was a great concept. And also, I guess I should explain, the game, unlike a lot of its predecessors up until that point, starting with Final Fantasy IV, I believe... Um, Final Fantasy 4 through 9 had all been the active time battle system, uh, whereas Final Fantasy 10 went backwards and returned to the turn-based battle system that we saw in the original Final Fantasies. Wait, so you so... could sit on, you could sit in the battle menu and not do anything for an hour, and your enemies won't act until you do something. Uh, what, so what was the last one before this to do that? Because I like, I really like that battle system too. Final Fantasy 9. Um, oh, and before, then, like, they changed before. it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, never mind. I was... Okay. I just... In a, in a, I don't know how to count anymore. Okay, good. Uh, you should practice that off Fucking podcast. math, dude. <laughs> so 9 was turn-based? No, 9 was active time-based. Oh, which one was turn-based? Uh, Final Fantasy 3, I think, is turn-based, but the, I haven't the played real, it. So the real number 3? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that was the last one? Yeah, until okay. 10. Huh. I think. I didn't know that. Um, I haven't played Final Fantasy 3 yet, but I'm pretty sure the ATB didn't start until Final Fantasy 4. Okay. Um, and it's a really, really cool system, uh, that works very well with the setup that they have of each character having a specific battle focus. Uh, overall, I mean, let's see, what else is there to talk about with the game? The Great World. Wait, Final story. Fantasy 7 was turn-based? No, it's ATB. What's that? It has an active time battle. It has, you have, each character has a gauge that fills up, and as soon as that gauge fills up, that character can act at any time. Okay, but it doesn't, but then it gives you, like, then it pauses at least and says, no, okay. You oh. can go in, you can make a setting in a lot of them, maybe even all of them, where when you go into a menu, the action outside of the menu is paused. But that's not always on. Really? Yeah. So the ATB systems generally have a system, or they have an option, they have a setting where you can say, uh, when I go into the menu, if I'm trying to figure out what spell I want to cast or what item I want to use, I don't want the enemies being able to act during that time. But you can turn that on and off. Okay, and I wonder if I just... I play with it off. I wonder if I just had that on and kind of forgot <laughs> after 30 hours of playing that there was any other... Because that's how I prefer it anyways. So, yeah. so I probably had turned that on... And seven when I played it, and then it was, and then you know, kind of forgot that that was an option. Right. 
Um, I think the other, only other thing I really want to say about the game, um, uh, I'm trying to make sure that I'm not missing some important stuff. I love all the side content at the end. So I I really content. do li- like the side yeah. content. There's almost too much of it, to a degree, because of the monster arena. It brings me back to Final Fantasy VII. That's what it makes me feel like. Well, you know I, I mean? like see, Final Fantasy VII's has like a very linear, for the most part, side questing thing, like with all the Chocobo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in Final Fantasy X, it's just this huge huge amount of work that you have to do to get all of the monster arena stuff unlocked and to get strong enough to get the right equipment to be able to take a lot of them on etc etc um that's the only thing i really dislike about it it's just that there's an extreme amount of grinding uh just how many different things there are to take care of it have either of y'all ever beat beaten uh ultima weapon on this one yeah yeah Ultimate weapons like small time. Yeah, he's not even that. He's like a joke compared to the harder mobs. How, like Earth uh, Eater will just shit your dick out. It's what ridiculous. What will? Which Earth one? Eater. What do you get when you beat uh, Ultimate Weapon? Um, uh, I think it's like a bunch of items for Riku's mix usability. What? That's lame. Yeah, like I might the, be Earth, wrong. the Earth Eater Robert hits you for like a hundred thousand damage, like a hundred thirty thousand damage or something. That's cool. And you hit it for like zero damage, and he hits like three times in a row. Like it's freaking nuts. What do you get for beating him? A hand job. He's just a big ass <laughs> creature with fists. <laughs> he gives you a fist job. How did you like the level where you have to press X to dodge the lightning? Oh, oh God, I hate that place. Thunder planes. <laughs> yeah. Is that Thunder planes? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, double checking really quick. It looks like Ultima Weapon drops a level key three key sphere. Oh, oh slow down, Thanks. cowboy. Thanks, Ultima Weapon. <laughs> Those don't drop from mobs. Those I are remember, the easiest ones to get. I remember trying no, over... level threes are the biggest pain in the ass. Like, level fours are more common on a normal... Oh, is level three the right one? Yeah. I thought it was level three is there. bullshit to find. Level like, ones they are even go, They give you a ton of level ones, then they start giving you some level twos, and then the next boss fight, that the next story boss fight that drops a level key sphere, drops a level four. And then the <laughs> one after that drops a level four as well, I think. I was like, what the fuck?! That's funny. I've got level three keys I gotta unlock, man. Help me out. That pissed me off. <laughs> You're like scratching your arm like a fucking drug addict. I need some level three keys. <laughs> There's a strength plus four hiding over there, man. I need it. Help me up, man. Yeah, level three key spheres are a bitch to get in a casual playthrough. If you know where to look for them, I'm sure that there's like a monster you can go hunt the crap out of and they drop for it constantly. Three, I'm trying to think. I think there is, but I think they're real. I, I can't remember. It might be from the arena, actually. Yeah. When you, when you One opened, of them is a bitch again. I think it's threes, yeah. Did you do much, uh, like, um, free play, like, open world stuff once you unlocked the airship at the end, Blake? Hey, spoilers. Um, I only did a little bit because I was trying to get through the game, and I ended up doing an 11 hour cast on the final day of the game. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, at the start of the cast, I did a little bit of the side quest stuff, because I was like, oh, I I don't remember the be- end of the game being that bad. It'll be fine. And then it took gotcha. me like seven hours <laughs> to finish yeah, it. Yeah, the last part's really long. Seven the hours to finish part, what? The last, the end part of the game? The whole end part of the game. Uh, you run around a lot. <laughs> how long? Well, did... the, the worst part of it was that I underestimated the last boss. Oh, um, did you lose? Oh, I lost a few fucking Dude, times. Dude, isn't that funny? Like, if you're it not level, it took me like probably. an hour or maybe a little longer to beat the final boss. 
Because like the first time you beat it, you were probably like super high level. Because that's what everybody yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, because I forgot them. that like I didn't have all of my ultimate weapons unlocked. We were only doing like maybe four thousand damage and attack. <laughs> usually less so it took a ton of thinking and careful planning to get through that last fight and i was really it funny. was so frustrating i was so pissed off and the thing is there's even a cheap way of killing him i i assume you know about it jay i'm trying to think actually um spoilers for anybody that doesn't want to know how to quick kill the last boss you can cast zombie on him oh yeah 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 Does it kill and i was like no i don't want to have to resort to that I'm a stubborn dick. Dude, Unaleska, I think, is harder than he is. Unaleska's a freaking bitch, dude. <clears throat> I one-shot Unaleska on this Did play. you really? I couldn't fucking do that believe Were you prepared? Did you go into Unaleska. it? I was a little prepared because I had all the overdrives on my Aeons. Oh, my God, dude. The nice. fucking part where she zombies you, like, that's what, like, I always it's forget. It's just so annoying. I know. Especially, oh like, I got God, regen, I and I'm like, yeah, this boss fight's gonna be easy, I have regen, and then I'm just, like, killing myself, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> what did I do? Did, um, Dude, she's does, a bitch. Does zombie she just one-shot him or something? No, zombie you cast makes zombie. You take damage from heals. And then you can cast uh, okay. and he's just dead. That cutscene, that whole scene with Unaleska is, like, my favorite part in the entire story. I love that part. Like, I that just, like, ties favorite. everything together. Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, you are finally... Instead of pussyfooting around it and bullshitting it for the rest yeah. of the game, you're finally saying, no, screw this. We're going to do things our own way. Well, it's, yeah, it's like that. It's like the thing with Orin. It's like just so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Finding out about him, finally. Yep. Um, really cool part of the game. Um, go ahead, Rob. The, well, I was going to mention a couple of things. That I remember it's, uh, standing, about, standing out about it to me when I played it, uh, when it first came out. The... I thought the uh, graphics were like fucking sick as hell. They were at the time, <laughs> dude. They were godlike. Yeah, they're not bad. That game still. Came out, it came Actually, out of like three months after the PS2 came out. Yeah, even now, honestly, those CGI scenes do look really, really good. Yeah, I agree. Very well, um, the graphics themselves—they're not the best in game, but it's not like they're bad. They don't look bad by today's standards. Titus's yeah. hair looks terrible because it looked extremely <laughs> pixelated. Uh, like you could see. The black edges of his hair and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's just that's just bad. That's just nasty. <laughs> that's just nasty." Um, I feel like you haven't touched on the best part about this game, though. Like with at all. the the cutscenes, like being long as hell. I remember that was kind of a big deal because there were some really long yeah, really? scenes, right? Not really. I was surprised that the ending was as short as it was. Actually, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think there was any really long cutscenes, like. I think the only one is uh, when Titus and Yuna are swimming. Yeah, that's like two and a half minutes when they do it. Yeah. <laughs> do they actually uh, have sex? What is the best part of the yeah, game to you? Course. They do? Yeah. Really? It's no, they just swim around a lot. That's all they oh, show. Oh, he yeah. swims around a lot. She stands still. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Making the man do all the work. Uh, what What is the favorite part of the game to you? Or The, the best music. Part? Are you kidding me? Dude? Okay, I... Like... I was gonna get around music. to music. The whole time okay. you've been talking about this, I've had the battle song stuck in my head. <laughs> I have like, dude, the music thing propped up in my so head good. a few times, and a lot of the walking around music. The music is really, really good. Um, I don't think it's Umatsu's best work, but I, it's absolutely great music though. I mean, yeah. uh, the battle theme. I would be uh, since I was streaming the game. I would be sitting in battle for five minutes talking to my chat on occasion and then i turn around and i was like oh yeah i'm still in a battle i'm just hanging out <laughs> listening to this music 
the same theme that's been going this whole time. Yeah. How about the final boss battle music? Fucking Ramstein. What? So random. That the last boss music is that is sick music though. Oh man. That whole scene did gives me almost worth fighting him so many times. Uh I remember, like, the summon animations, how awesome they were. Oh, yeah. Like, I almost didn't, like, I almost didn't turn them on short mode, I think, for a while, because I just liked watching them. So <laughs> I that. didn't turn them on show, short mode for a while, but then I was like, wow. you know what, I'm using my summons a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In the interest of finishing this game before I October end. I'm going to play this game again. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it, now I need a PS3 so I can play the HD version. What's really funny is that I have a save file on my memory card that has 120 hours. I was like, I've played through this game so many like times, dude. <laughs> I've uh, played through it more than any other game, I think. That or Final Fantasy Tactics. The last thing I want to talk about in the game is the ending. I don't. I I won't go into the details too much for the people that haven't played it, but the ending was one of the things that really redeemed most of the story of the game to me. Hmm. Uh, it was over the top cheesy, but it was still, it was actually a very, very well done moment. Um, and of course, this entire moment is the reason that I have never played Final Fantasy X 2 because it shits on the entire oh, end god. of Oh my god! I, the, there we go. I, that's like the whole. Oh my god! I told I've heard such that. bad things about that that I haven't even looked up to see how it ruins Final Fantasy <laughs> X because I don't even want to know. I really want to talk the about it. The reason for so it is bad. because the marketing campaign, but behind Final Fantasy X two was basically, hey, you know the ending of Final Fantasy X? Maybe that didn't really happen the like shit. that. It's like that it's like just, when they do that. When they want to, like, you know, like when you end a series, Robert, and you're really sad because, like, it ended in a certain way, and the the, the creator's like, ooh, let's make an extra episode where you do a bunch of warm, feely stuff, and mm-hmm. it just ends just perfectly for everybody. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It was such shit. Fuck that. Fuck it. God damn it, <laughs> dude. Now I'm sad. So, yeah, the ending of Final Fantasy X, I do want to say, as much as I hate, like, all of the characters, including Titus and Yuna... Um, the ending for Final Fantasy X actually comes together in a way that is touching and actually a very well done moment. Also, I hate Blitzball. That's the other thing I want. Do you to really? Say. I love Blitzball. I loathe Blitzball. <laughs> you mean playing Blitzball? I've never it? played it. Both. Like, uh, the concept of it makes it. no sense. The execution is stupid because you're stuck on a 2D fucking playing field, even though you've got this giant globe of water that you're supposed to swim around mm-hmm. in. Yep. The whole stat system, I hated. The execution I thought the concept is cool just for like an action sport in in a um, Final Fantasy game. I have it's yet to okay, play. but then the game ends up emphasizing about how cool it is sometimes and Waka's a dick because of it. I have yet to play a minigame in a Final Fantasy game that's good. Really? <laughs> yep. I like most of the minigames in Final Fantasy VII, but That's I also I think a lot say. of that is because I don't. they're not, like, huge parts of the game, generally. Uh, like, the skiing minigame... Well, okay, the snowboarding minigame I do kind of hate. Snowboarding, yeah. The yeah. motorcycle one's really fun. Nope. The motorcycle one is a ton of fun. Uh, it's not really bad. It's pretty easy, though. 
Do you, uh, how many times do you have to play Blitzball in 10? Uh, one game. Okay, that's what I thought. I, cause I remember just like losing, like, so I remember reading that. the instructions being like, what the hell is this? And then I lost and I was like, okay, good. Let's. It's really hard to win without cheesing. Like, honestly, that first time. Isn't there, I think I've won it one time before. I, I, I forget how to cheese it and Maybe it just makes two. it so I've easy. I've heard that if you like put a character behind the other team's goal or something like that, then like something about that. Oh yeah, they're AI. Like, yeah. It's yeah. funny. And then apparently you don't even get a great reward for winning it. <laughs> you get the reward of satisfaction. I think you yeah. get a level three key sphere. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking right before I said that. I was like, son of a bitch, I wonder if you get level three key spheres for that. That's funny. <laughs> I, uh, I remember the, like, the block little mini game too in that one. And there's some the things where you have to like game. shove around some blocks or, or like light some candles or. Oh, the Cloisters of Trials. Oh, yeah. I like those. I do, too. I, I don't remember, like, hating those so bad, like Blitzball, but, yeah. but I didn't enjoy any of them, I don't think. A lot of the, like, the, uh, some of the Cloisters were a little just too straightforward trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best one is right after you get the Shiva Summon. That one was actually pretty Oh, well. yeah, okay. Um, Dude, don't you wish they would have told you you had Shiva, by the way, for that boss battle? <laughs> I was like, I struggled that boss. The first time I played through, I struggled with that boss like 60,000 times. And then my buddy's like, oh, just use Shiva. I was like, I never got Shiva. And he's like, no, you have it. Oh, my God. Well, I just figured it out. Like, on this playthrough, they didn't tell me. And I was like, oh, hey, I, she just came out of the faith. I bet she has a new summon. How sick is Anima, by the way? That fucking summon is nuts. Ridiculously overpowered. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Such a silly I summon. I love it. Thing. Yeah. Doesn't it just um, do a shit ton of damage and that's pretty much it? It's just yeah, sick. He, it's, uh... he gets a free break HP limit mm-hmm. and nobody else does. Nice. Uh, well, Muhammad does. Um, and he's very, very simple to get, actually. Well, she is, I guess. Um, and just does absolutely stupid damage with every single attack. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, Got Final Fantasy 10. That game. It's, a, it's a good game with a lot of issues. Uh, it's in, it's definitely my top five Final Fantasies, I guess. Um, did you know that there's a kid who has done a, uh, no save, no sphere grid, no item yeah. win? Yep. It's freaking crazy. I was reading about, like, hard modes for it, because I was, like, doing hard modes for a while with Final Fantasy X. And, like, some of them, like, reading them, like, yep, fuck that, fuck that, mm-hmm. fuck that. Because, like, you get 60 hours in, you just die, and you're just done. Like, yeah. I'd kill myself. How, how many hours did it take you, Blake, to beat it? Um, I 47. think I was around, I started the last day at 40 hours, Okay. so, wow. I mean, with all the resetting, it was just over 50, uh, without the resetting, it was about a 49 to 50 hour game, okay. and that was with me just blowing straight through it, nonstop, I basically never stopped to grind, yeah. the only extra content I really did was getting a bonus summit, well, okay, I probably did... Uh, two to three hours of bonus content. Okay. Uh, and that was getting Anima, doing the Chocobo races. Jay, I am so proud of myself. It only took me like 20 minutes to get zero, zero, zero on the Chocobo race. Damn, dude. I was fucking stoked. Oh, man. Going handy. Um, so overall, without that stuff, it probably would have been around 48 hours. I, did, 
I remember like I remember it took me forty something hours when I beat it, but I don't remember exactly what. But it seemed like it took like I would I remember turning tuning into your stream several times and be like, holy shit, he's still playing this game. Yeah, it was quite a bit longer than I expected. I thought since I'd already played the game before that oh this won't be too much of a problem really. I'll be able to finish it in like probably thirty five to forty hours. You know. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, not not quite what happened for me. Because if you go to howlongtobeat.com, which is a great site, anybody that doesn't use it should. Um, howlongtobeat.com, they say that Final Fantasy X should take about 48 and a half hours. Okay. And that seems about right for what I got on this playthrough. But I also did all that bonus content. Also, I did not end up using Anima in the final fight. That makes it so easy. I know. I well, the thing is, I could have gotten an extra like twenty to thirty thousand damage out of using Anima's Overdrive, mm-hmm. but that would have been about all I could have gotten for it. Um, because he's a dick and he just one shots your entire team. <laughs> no respect. None. Any aeons you bring out, a lot of the final bosses, they're just like, oh, you got an aeon. I'm just gonna immediately kill that thing. Oh, I remember that. That does that. I remember it's like, that. oh, you suck. It's not fair. I want to use my Aeons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um. So, yeah, Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Cool. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, yeah, good game. I was looking forward to hearing about it. Now I did. All right. We're talking, we're, this week is top. We're doing five because we're doing PlayStation games, and we knew it was going to be easy to come up with five. We didn't want to restrict ourselves to three because I ended up crying. Five? Let's try uh, 13. Let's try 15, 20, <laughs> yeah. maybe 80. So PlayStation had a ton of good games, <laughs> but like did. something like like misfired in my brain, I guess, like when the PlayStation came out. And I remember playing so many terrible PlayStation games. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's a not lot even, of bad I don't you even worry think about I that. ended up playing a lot. Like, I I feel very good about my top five, but beyond that, I only had a few extras. Like, I just, I don't know what happened, but, like, I remember many more, like, terrible PlayStation games than good ones. Well, there's which, a lot of bad ones. It has a huge library. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's true. a massive library. It's kind of like the Nintendo. The Nintendo has some good games, but then out of its 800-game library, like, 700 of those suck dick. Yeah, I think I'm... I guess in my case, I just happen to play mostly the shitty ones. You're crazy. Man, there are so many good games we play. No, I, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I know there are. Oh, man. Yeah, I could easily have a top 20 and not really be picking... I wouldn't be reaching that hard for any of them. Yeah. Well, let's hear what they are. All right, who's going first? You. Me? All right. Um, I mean, do you want me to start off with all of my honorable mentions? No, oh, wait, we'll okay. do, let's do honorable mentions afterwards. All right, hold on. I hold on. Should... Okay. I left, a lot, I left the obvious ones out, because it's just... It's I only, only left five, two like... obvious ones out here. And, I mean, I'll talk about them really quick and why I left them out. Well... <sighs> I'll mention these two now, and I'll talk right. about my honorable mentions later. Okay. Okay, so Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy Tactics, I left out there of my go. top five. Good. We've talked about both of those games a ton on the cast before. I've talked about Final Fantasy VII on here. I actually liked it a lot on my most recent playthrough. It would definitely be in my top five. Probably my number two. Um, and Final Fantasy Tactics is my favorite game of all time, so it's yeah. not hey. fair to... You only get tattoos of Final Fantasy Tactics? <laughs> Maybe. I... 
I'm not going to take any out of mine because I think for me it's not obvious what mine are going to be. Even if, as long as it's not Metal Gear Solid, even if as your number one or something. Well, I, I right, think anyway, Metal Gear Solid you know in your top five, you're wasting your time. It's a waste of a spot. Where I'm just going to leave mine as it is. We're going on. All right, my number five game. God, my list is it's so hard to narrow these down because there's like two games I desperately want on there right now. But whatever. For now, my number five game I'm going to say is Legacy of Cain. Soul. Oh my god, I was thinking about playing that again recently. Oh, the Legacy of Cain games are so good. Mm-hmm. The gameplay itself is pretty boring, to be very, very honest and fair. It's basically just a puzzle game with some, quote, action elements thrown in as well. Uh, the action it. gameplay is very bland. The reason that Legacy of Cain and the entire series is so good is the voice acting and the storytelling are some of the absolute best that we've ever seen in video games. Cool. Um, like seriously, if you guys, if someone out there has never played this game before, Me. any of the Legacy of Cain games, go look up a YouTube clip about just like okay. some of the characters talking to each other and interacting. The voice acting is phenomenal. In that game, and like I said, the storytelling really keeps you moving forward through the game. How does the voice acting stand up to uh, like you doing the voices on your stream? To um, it's almost as good as my bad voices. Yeah, All right. Damn. True story. Don't know if I'm gonna be able to take it. <laughs> okay, uh, Jay, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Parasite Eve. Nice. Yeah, Resident Evil meets Final Fantasy-esque kind of leveling and grinding. I, I always love play, playing Parasite Eve. I, I still want to go back and play through and beat him. So Have you bad. done bonus content on that before? I've never beaten them. I've only played... Like, I played them as a kid. I haven't played them oh, since wow. then. Oh, wow. It's been a the long time. The ending is insane. The bosses are so cool looking like... Oh, God. Yeah, the oh, bosses are really cool. Yeah. And pr- it's a pretty challenging game, too. Yeah. It's like a very punishing. It's so creative. Like, it, it, like the first time I played, it, I was like, "This is what I want from an FPS or a third-person shooter." I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. I wish I had played either of those well, games. It's it's only kind of third-person shooter. It's literally a third-person shooter, but not in the way that we generally think of it. Like you shoot the third that person that you shoulder. see in the game. No, you. <laughs> uh, TPS usually means like <laughs> an over-the-shoulder shooter. No, uh, I'm just, I but you said it was literally, and that was that was where I was going. Oh, I, I hate you. I hate you. Can't even handle him right now. Fired. <laughs> All right, my number five is. Hold on, let me put my list. Final Fantasy Tactics. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Really? Uh huh. That was unexpected. Really? Yeah, Did I didn't even game? know that you played it. <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics. Dude, yeah, we had for a, a long huge time. conversation. This was like an ongoing thing. I only remember Jay playing it. I don't remember... This Robert played it on an iPad. theme of the first, like, oh, yeah. uh, 11 episodes of the podcast. You guys talked about it every single episode, and I was like, yeah, I kind of remember that, because I played it, like, intermittently over a year one time and got, like, 10 hours in. And then every time you were like, you have to play it all at once. And then finally one episode, I was like, hey, I beat Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm very sleep-deprived lately. I'll just blame it on that. So, all right, so tell us about Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> I don't know why, why anybody would like that. Do we that. really have to hear about this? If you're not familiar with it, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a part of the Final Fantasy series. It is a strategy RPG. You play as characters in a fantastical type of universe. You have 
weapons. And... You're such an asshole. <laughs> Probably the best game ever made. Uh, oh, so, okay, so, uh, really strong, it's a strategy RPG. Very heavy on the story. Uh, the, 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 the gameplay mechanics, like the actual battles are really fun too. Um, you know, it's just a turn-based strategy RPG. Hopefully everybody pretty much knows what that is. Uh, you get to, bu- you build up your party as you go along. Uh, it's just, overall, it's just, you, you unlock tons of classes, which, which adds a lot to the gameplay because there's a whole lot of variety that you can, uh, like level up your characters in, in, in certain ways. And as you guys have, have said over and over and over over the past year that the story is really, really good as well. Yeah. What, 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 what big major thing am I missing out that's super obvious that I forgot to say? Is that pretty much? Is that uh, pretty yeah, much? I was about to say the music. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so that's tactics. Let's care. move on from that, please. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Um, am I next? Yep. Okay, hold on. I gotta like sort this friggin' list out. This is so hard, man. Um, alright, I guess I'll go with this as my number four. This was a game series that, like, I got into, which is surprising because I never cared about big mech stuff all that much. Hmm. But I love Armored Core. Dude, I played the demos for those games. The demos were so good. The games themselves were so friggin' awesome. They are an absolute blast to play. If you like big mechs at all, I highly recommend checking them out. It's actually a third-person shooter kind of a game, now that I think about it. And what you do (laughs) is you get... Yeah, it's an over-the-shoulder game. (laughs) Over-the-shoulder third-person shooter, Robert. Okay, you shoot the third person you see. That's what I thought. And every other person, too. (laughs) So what you do is you've got... uh, You're part of the Ravens, and you do contracted work. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) And... (laughs) God damn it. So you get all these contracts in, you can take all these different missions, and you have, like, the biggest, coolest part about the game is the garage. The garage is where you customize your mech, and there are, like, a hundred or more different parts that you can use to create your mech. You've got uh, weapons in each of your hands, you've got a blade on one arm, you've got machine guns, you've got bazookas, you've got grenade launchers, you've got missiles, you've got rockets, and you can choose all this different stuff to customize it and as you're building your mech there's all these different numbers to look at about where your weight limit is how much thrust you're going to have at any one time how much power you're going to do you have how much damage etc and it is so much fun building mechs and taking them out to do all these missions in this game nice sweet I actually like Armored Core enough that I own all three of the PlayStation games. So I've got Armored Core, uh, Armored Core Project Phantasma, and Armored Core Master of Arena. I've got, I think I have all of the PlayStation 2 games as well. So like Armored Core, Armored Core Last Raven, Armored Core Another Age. Hmm. Uh, and then because I didn't, I never ended up getting a PlayStation 3, I never bought any of those Armored Cores after that. It's a shame how many big mech games there are that aren't really that good. Yeah, a lot of them are just, like, boring third-person action kind of a game. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't do anything to really make it feel like a mech game. But Armored Core absolutely goes the distance on that one. Nice. Jay, right. what's your number four? Number four, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. I played this game... Was that on PlayStation? The, the, wait, am I thinking the wrong one? I think so. 
I thought that was PlayStation. Oh, is that I PS2? Think three was on two. Oh. I think one and two were on PlayStation. Oh, all right. Well, Wait, hold be... on. I thought it was. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think you're right. Um, we're all looking at search. Now. Well, says... no, this says it is on. It was on PlayStation. It says it was on PlayStation and PlayStation Two, huh? Which I'm pretty sure I played on. Did, did to describe. With the one that you're talking about, and I'll tell you which one. Oh, you you ride around in a skateboard, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um. Well, shit. I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think what would, what would differentiate between the two. I'm pretty sure I played the one on PlayStation. Though. Maybe it was three. You know, I mean, I guess we're just guessing now. Well, regardless, um, I spent probably like a couple hundred hours playing this game. Me and my older brother used to play. 20 Hour Pro Skater 3 all the time. The music was fantastic. It's where, like, I was very young, so it was, like, kind of my entrance into music. It had, like, 50 tracks on there, and it was really cool to hear, like, a, a wide variety of music ranging from stuff that just came out in the last couple of years all the way back to, like, you know, the 70s and stuff like that. Ga- the gameplay, obviously, if you've played Tony Hawk Pro Skater, it's, it's the same as it's always been, and it was just super fun, competitive. I love the campaign mode. Frustrating at times, but... Oh my god, I played this game so much over like a couple summers when it came out. I uh I never like understood the draw of the Tony Hawk games until I played one. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if it was two or three that I played first. No, I, I can't even remember, but I was, but yeah, I definitely got hooked on it. Not not that bad, but I remember like so fun. Definitely going through the period where like, yep, okay, I'm hooked on Tony Hawk now. They're really good games. Yeah. Well, this one was. Underground was really good too. Anyways. Was this this wasn't the one that had where you could be Django Fett, was it? I have no, no idea. No, this would have been too early too early for that anyways, okay. It was probably one later. There was one. a fourth underground one. to be honest. There was way there's like several more after that, yeah. That was the uh, yeah, okay, anyway. The last one I played was the one with Django Fett, and whichever one was the one before that was the one that I liked the most. Mm. Uh okay, my number 4 is Driver. Did you guys play this game? No, I've heard of it though. I have not. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. People love that series. Yeah, it's it was a uh, really awesome driving. It was kind of like a uh, if I remember correctly, kind of like you're picking up people from bank heists and stuff and like driving them and you're and you're like the getaway driver. Uh basically that's the kind of the theme of the game is you're picking people up or trying to get from one place to another like in a city. Uh, getting from point A to point B like super fast. Sometimes like cops might be chasing you, or sometimes it's just like a like a speed trial, pretty much where you have to get here in a certain amount of time, or else you lose the mission. The mission. Um, the the driving physics on the game were really really good. Um, especially if there was this mode that my friends and I used to play all the time after school, where it was it was uh just like a free play mode, but it was like tons of cops chasing after you and you just had to see how long you could survive. And there was this one part, I think it was like, it was either San Francisco or someplace very much like San Francisco that had this big, huge hill and you could get going. Like, uh, if you went down the hill and then like started going back up, the cops would be coming straight after you and they would just start, you would just see all these cops flying over your head. Cause they were going too fast when they got to the top of the hill. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Or you could like, just, like, get up to top speed and, like, run head-on into cop cars or, like, into, like, uh, roadblocks that they had set up. And your car would go flying and, like, their cars would go flying. And we would just, like, watch the slow-motion replays 
of that over and over again. It was uh, it was tons of fun. Just just the mechanics awesome. of the game, the, the driving was really fun. The mechanics were down, and like the physics were so much fun to like when you got in huge wrecks to watch your cars go flying. Blake Sun. Hi. Hi. Numero um, three. My number three PlayStation game. God, Number- I love this game too. This is Mega a- Man Legends. Uh, I knew you were gonna. Sweet. Yeah, it had to be on my list somewhere. It had yeah. to make it on there. Mega Man Legends, amazing, cool game. It's uh, funny enough, another third-person action <laughs> shooter. <laughs> Apparently, I liked a lot of those uh, on yes, the PlayStation era, anyway. And oh man, I don't know if I can even say enough cool things about this game. It was a really light-hearted. Mega Man game. It's very different from most Mega Man games. Most Mega Man games, as you probably know, 2D action games with platforming elements. Uh, this game, very different from that. Uh, it's a third-person game. You're going around. It's an open-world exploration thing. You end up unlocking more tools as the game goes on, more cool sub-weapons. You get lasers. You get things that drop mines. You get mini guns. You get all these cool things to go along with your buster arm as well. And some of the new tools... Buster arm? Yeah. Uh, Buster arm, Buster cannon. Well, I'm just sad that it has to be called Buster. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. I think it was called Buster cannon or Buster arm. Cool guy over here. Anyway, you big baby. Um, (laughs) The tools you unlock as the game goes on, you'll eventually unlock stuff like drills that allow you to go through certain walls, uh, big dirt walls that open up new paths, new shortcuts in the world that let you get get to different places and unlock new treasure, get more money, all this really, really awesome stuff. I love, love, love the gameplay and the the design, powering up your weapons. The story is goofy, lighthearted fun. It's a great game. Nice. All right, number three, number three, uh, Twisted Metal. I'm surprised nobody's actually talked about this yet. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twisted Metal, if you haven't played it, it's a freaking amazing game. Um, your car driver, you have a variety of, of characters to choose from. They all have different abilities. Vehicles drive and control differently depending on who you pick. Some of the some of the vehicles are heavier and slower, and obviously some of them are quicker and uh, are a lot weaker. But Twisted Metal, great game. Love the campaign. Some of the stories were actually interesting. Like each character had their own background as to why yeah. they were competing, and some of them like tied together. And and uh, all in all, great game. Spawned a great series, and it's a great, great job. You didn't you you didn't even say what you do in the game. Kill each other. Yep. You don't know about Twisted Metal, you, man. You drive around and shoot each other with with your cars. It's badass. Yeah. It was badass. I like You're it bad. for all the same reasons. Uh, that was like really. I don't know why there wasn't a good or any that I can think of car games where you have weapons on your cars. Don't count Mario Kart uh, before this came out. Because I just remember having so much fun driving around the city. Because it wasn't even racing. It was just like drive around, be the last guy standing, kill everybody else with your badass weapons on your badass car. While being badass. While being badass and doing badass things. What was your favorite character? Um, I really liked Warthog, I think, was my favorite one when I played. When I was oh, that was, was that the one that was kind of like a Hummer? Uh, yeah, it was like yeah. a Hummer, and then he shot the red, white, and blue rockets. <laughs> and it went... That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I gotta look up Twisted Metal characters real fast. 
because I'm interested to see. I I only remember. I think my favorite one was uh a, he. I think the car was sort of like a Mustang kind of. I remember. Now, the, hold on. I think we've had this discussion before. You're really? speaking specifically about Twisted Metal One, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Twisted Metal Two was so much better. Without well, wasn't that PlayStation Two? No. No. Are no, you sure? the only one on PlayStation Two was Twisted Metal Black. Twisted Metal, oh, yeah. Twisted Metal One through Four all on the original PlayStation. I didn't remember that. Of course, the only one I can really remember is Sweet Tooth. Oh my God! Right. I bet that was your favorite, one, right, Jay? No. <laughs> I hate that. Um. Oh, I wish I could remember what my guy was. Oh, yeah, I remember the cop car guy, too. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a Mustang or something along those lines. Uh, you know what was also really, really amazing about that game was, like, all the secrets that some of the levels had? Yeah. Like, there was... Locations yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, you could find secret stuff in the levels. That was tons of fun. Just drive through walls. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good one. Oh, man. Yeah, okay, I could spend forever going back and looking at all the characters, but I won't do that, because... We're recording a podcast right now. Are we? I think so. <laughs> as long as the recorder is still working. Hope so. Um, my number three is Twisted Metal. Is this it's game good. is this badass game where you drive around <laughs> cars and shoot each other? It is so good. You have a horrible taste in games, Robert. <laughs> Blake. Uh, my number two, I guess. Uh, yeah, two. Okay. Wait, wait, wait Robert. Um, what? You were trolling me, right? No, that was actually my number three. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah, it was such an awesome game. And I remember the stories, too. Like, the stories were actually kind of pretty good, and they yeah. and, like some of them did tie in together. I remember all that. Okay, so my number two, uh, this is, funny enough, the first JRPG that I allowed into my top five here, uh, Star <laughs> Ocean, the second story. Ooh. Amazing game. I put so many hours and so many playthroughs into this that I... Kind of can't believe it still. A lot lot of fun. The game plays like a Tales game, so Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Vesperia. Um, It's got random encounters. When you get into the counter, into into the battle, you're on a 3D field, and you can walk around uh, freely. It's got free movement, and then you go up to your targets and you use your skills on them, you use your spells, you do whatever, and... Uh, I think this was the first game with that kind of a combat system that I had played, especially in 3D. So it was a really, really mind-blowing thing at the time. And it also had... Uh, it has a crazy crafting system. Um, that's probably the big, one of the biggest draws of the game, like <laughs> the top three, honestly. You can spend a lot of time just crafting stuff. and I mean, Weapons or items? Both. So can we make like a badass potion? Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, gives you so much. And bad super badass potion. sword. Shout outs to the Eternal Spear, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great game. The story is it's a little anime, so it can be very anime, over the top, very <laughs> anime, very oh my god kind of moments. <laughs> Uh, it, it also has some of the worst voice acting on the PlayStation, I do have to say. Tear into peaches. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Cool. 
but an amazing game all the same. I really need to play some of these games. Super bad. Yeah, you do. Did he, I can't wait to retire and just play old games. Yeah. Right? Hoping to retire by the end of the year. Are you really? Nice. Well, the podcast is really taken off, so I think I can just live on the money we're making from this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna write another book? Yeah, I'll write another book. It'll be called... The Year in StarCraft 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like five pages long. Oh, God. The end of an era, dude. The end of an era. Yep. No, this will be about classic games and... Uh... I don't have anything interesting to say. I was going to say, I got nothing here. All right, number two. <laughs> number two. Uh, recent game I played in, a po- in, in the podcast, uh, Dino Crisis 2. Dino Crisis is... Wait, I you, love you have not talked about this in the podcast. I didn't talk about... I, I've what? Been, I've been waiting for you to, because one time I was talking to you on the phone, and you were like, yeah, I'm playing this, I'm going to talk about it. And I thought that you just like ended up stopping playing it, because I was really interested to hear about it. Are you it. sure? I never. Yeah, I don't I never, think you've ever talked about it. No, because I really I like almost beat this it. game. Because I know about the game, but I never played it, so I wanted to hear if it was really okay. Know, so I guess you know what you're talking about next week. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just touch on it lightly right now. Dino Crisis is a uh, third-person shooter. Um, essentially, you are, <laughs> are you in a Jurassic World type place. There's dinosaurs everywhere, and uh, essentially, you have guns. But wait, and... it's set, it's set in modern day, right? I believe so. Well, if you have guns and there's dinosaurs and it's either you went back in time and brought guns or you brought dinosaurs back. I think you went back in time to dinosaurs. I'm not sure, though. I don't don't remember the story that well. What is the setting, like, of the game? You're in a fucking jungle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think they had those back then. (laughs) (laughs) But um, essentially... The level up system is really fun. You basically can grind mobs and uh, you can increase the power of your weapons and armor and stuff. But um, what's really cool is like depending on how well you perform in combat, you get extra points, which the points is the currency in the game. So if you like land a headshot or if you never get hit by a mob, you get like a certain amount of bonus points and like it like triples or doubles. Or if you go through an entire map without getting hit, you like times two your entire score for that map or something. So you can like if you play really well, you can just get super duper powerful and and uh, it's it's really really fun to play. So, uh, do you ever get to ride on a dinosaur? No, not that I know of. Do you ever get a dinosaur as your friend? Not that I know of. No. Okay. This game sucks. This game sucks. <laughs> this game sucks. <laughs> I I for okay for some reason I thought that Dino Crisis was kind of like a survival horror game. It is. It is. Okay, like, but yeah. It's, uh, but it, but. It made it sound more like an action game from what you were saying. I mean, it's not that scary because, like, you know, they can only do so much with fucking dinosaurs jumping out of bushes and stuff. You could do a lot with dinosaurs jumping out of bushes. I don't know. It's it, There's, like, certain aspects that are kind of freaky about it, and, like, there's, like, some sketchy humans that are trying to kill you, too. But, like, the overall, like, scary aspect just doesn't really do anything for me in, in this game. So it's not much like Resident Evil because that's what I always thought it was like. It's supposed to be like that, I think, but it just doesn't have the same appeal. Like, I think zombie, like, the setting is, like, bright day, and, like, you you know, you can kind of hear the dinosaurs coming, whereas, like, Resident Evil, it's always nighttime, you're always in a fucking back alley corner, there's no escape, like, you know, that kind of thing, and you have a certain amount of ammo, and, like, yeah. So it's at least more action-based than Resident Evil. Yeah, definitely more action-based. Okay. I mean, there's still somewhat of a, of a horror aspect to it, but it's just not nearly as much as Resident Evil. Wow, this is your second favorite one. Yeah, it's a great game. I love playing it. I just want to point out really quick that uh, 
for three years in a row, Twisted Metal released on Halloween in North America. Did nice. it really? Yeah. That's Twisted really cool. Metal 2, Twisted Metal 3, and Twisted Metal 4 all released on October 31st. Man, Twisted Metal Black was such a good game. It was, it was really good. It was such a good game. I oh, love the stories, dude. The stories in that game and the music was so good. Yeah, it was all real. Like, I feel like Twisted Metal, like, they did an awesome job of, uphold, of like, upholding the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Which was it got nice. Better. After three That's and four insane were kind of to think shit. about. Mm-hmm. Just like Final anyway. Fantasy X, too. Oh, got him. Shit. Oh, damn. Hashtag got him. Watch out. <laughs> Jay is on the loose, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Robert, what's your number two game? Real quick, I want to know what y'all's favorite dinosaurs are. Uh, like, like real ones, damn. not like dino characters. <laughs> can I fucking can I Dinobot, that? man? Come on. <laughs> Grimlock <laughs> is the coolest di- dino character. What is that goofy-ass looking cartoon one? Uh, one? Talking about like Flintstones? No, I can't think of it. That's that's not a bad one. Yeah, can I can I be Dino? Dino is pretty cool. Who's Dino? From fucking Flip Oh, uh, what's your real favorite dino, kind of dinosaur? I don't know. Mine is the Brontosaurus. I like the Spitter one because it spits on fucking Newman from. <laughs> <laughs> Newman. Does that work, like, Rob? Favorite Dino. That works. Um, I don't know. Uh, Triceratops, I guess. Okay, that's that's a good one. <laughs> At least you didn't say just like T Rex. <laughs> What's wrong with the T-Rex? The T-Rex is like such the, a basic dinosaur. You're a basic bitch, Robert. It's like everybody's <laughs> like... That's like, what's your favorite rock and roll band? Uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite wrestler is Hulk Hogan. My favorite basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan, for sure. My favorite dinosaur's got to be the T-Rex. All right, we're, we're done with your dumb dino talk. Really quick, <laughs> to go back to the car fighting stuff, did either of you guys ever play Vigilante 8? Yes. Uh, it sounds very familiar. Yes, that game was really fun. Hold yeah. on, looking it up. Someone with a picture of, like, the semi on the front of it, yeah? Vid- yeah. Uh, uh, I don't believe I played this. It's a good car fighting game. It does a lot of stuff differently. Um, It's a lot of fun. Cool. do recommend checking it out. Do... All right, my number two. I'm kind of surprised nobody said this one yet. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, what a shocker, everybody. All right, moving on. So uh, so you pretty much did a top three list then, Robert, because uh, two of them were pretty much expected. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Well, this one obviously was, but not. I mean, you would ne- wouldn't necessarily expect me to have said uh, any given Final Fantasy game. I That's know. true. I did not see that coming. Uh, you guys, you guys want to talk about Metal Gear Solid for a little while, oh. or should we just refer people to oh. whatever? Give like a quick five-sentence synopsis on it. Uh, See if you can do that. Do, but it has to be a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. It was a very influential game, sort of a sort of like a breakthrough type of game. I I, I would say more breakthrough than influential, actually. Uh, very str- Uh, it's a stealth game. Uh, very awesome cinematics, really fun gameplay. The storytelling and the cinematics are really what make the Metal Gear Solid series what it is. The gameplay is pretty good, too. And that's... For the most part, there's a couple of bad sequences, backtracking, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the voice acting is very good. Storytelling is good. Yeah. And the fact that it's Metal Gear Solid. And the fact that it's Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> if you want to hear every single thing there is to know about the damn game, listen to episode... Uh, I don't know, I'll come up Three, with it. Four. And make sure to have the shotgun in your mouth and loaded while you do it. 
because you're going to need it. No, seriously, Robert talks for like 50 minutes about it. Oh my god, remember Kingdom Hearts rant? Remember the Kingdom Hearts rant? That's gonna, I'm going to like fucking clip that and just play that. Like, I'm going to make a soundboard from that, Robert, and just play it all the time. <laughs> this fucking game! <laughs> it was episode It was episode 6. Really? Was that far in? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid was episode 6. If you want to hear everything about Metal Gear Solid, go to episode 6. God. And get yourself a nice bag of popcorn. And a shotgun. You're gonna blow and your a pillow, because you're going to be taking a nap. <laughs> you're going to be taking a nap. I like I said that thing. I went yeah, on okay. for a little while. I did. All right. Uh, well, all right, so number ones. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Man, this list is so hard. I'm, I'm surprised I was able to pare it down to five. But I really liked my variety on this list, and we're closing it out with one of my another of my all time absolute favorite games, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> I think I've it. talked about it on the podcast before. But I think I you did it on the first episode, probably. Yeah, probably. It was one of the earlier ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's one of my all time favorite games. It's a Castlevania game. It's a 2D action platformer. Emphasis on the action. It's got some cool platforming elements. It's a Metroid like. Um, you've got equipment that you can switch in and out on your character. You learn a bunch of spells. You get to transform into werewolves, bats, and all this stuff. All right, not werewolves. Correction, just wolf. Not a werewolf. Um, amazing game. Great soundtrack. Great art. Um, the story is kind of whatever until like the very last fight, and then it's really really cool. Uh, just one of the greatest games on the PlayStation ever. And it's probably one of the games that's like, oh yeah, that's a that's an obvious one. That's a given. But yeah. I don't care. I needed to have this one on my list. Cool. It's good one. Plus, I mean, alright, I, I, I suppose we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, it's got some of the best voice, the best voice acting moment of all time. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. <laughs> so good. That's better than Jill Sandwich. It, it mm-hmm. really is. <laughs> Alright, very nice. I like what I hear. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in you that Metal Gear Solid was not somewhere on your list. Oh, God. See, I'm not a big fan of the first one. Uh, it's an okay game. I can appreciate it for what it did for video games. <laughs> um... But as a game, eh. It's got some parts. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 is way, way, way better. Uh, That's definitely... uh, That would probably make it onto my top five PS2 games list. I would hope so. I I would have to actually look through them and see what else is on the PS2. There's a lot of good games on that system. I would hope that it makes it. (laughs) Is that a threat? (laughs) Jay, you're number one. Go. Numero one. Chocobo which, Dungeon hey, 2. What's your favorite? I wondered if you were going to mention that. Yeah, hey, sorry, I was, I was talking over you and didn't hear what you no, said. No, it's all good. Uh, so it? Chocobo Dungeon 2, okay. they never made a first one, but there, it was released in America as number two. Chocobo Dungeon is just an amazing game. Like, it's just one of my favorite games of all time. It's, it's just very arcade style, so it's like very casual to play. And uh, essentially it's a dungeon crawler. You're playing as a Chocobo. You get a companion that rotates between, like, um, Sid, which is obviously a character from every single one of them. You get like a white mage partner and, and a couple other variety of, of characters. And you basically crawl through the dungeons and if you die, you have to start back in the beginning and you lose all your items and you never get them back. 
and you can like build up your character over time. And it's just so much fun to crawl through the dungeon in that game. Very difficult, very fun. That's great. I can't believe this is your is your favorite one. I yeah, love. I, I play this game so much. that far up your list. Yep. I remember you talking about surprises. <laughs> I remember you talking about this one a while back, and it sounds uh, it sounds like a really fun game. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna buy a freaking Wii U so I can buy the new one. I mean, it's not as good as Metal Gear Solid, but it does oh sound good. Oh my god, kill yourself, Robert! I'm, gonna, I'm not bringing a shotgun to the podcast. What? If you say Metal Gear Solid VR mission, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> God. I really don't even want to say what my... I'm kind of like... I'm actually sort of... Ashamed? I kind of... I am kind of ashamed. Disappointed? I am ashamed with myself for for what I'm about to say. Oh, no. It's my number one PlayStation game. Okay. It's Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) Oh, my God. You you literally did a top two list. You did a top two list. You literally did a top two list. You did a top nothing list. You get nothing. Good day, sir. I'm sorry. I spent. I literally spent like two hours doing my list, Robert. Like I went through every single PlayStation game ever made twice and picked like 25 games and then narrowed it down to like 12. And you were oh. just like, and he was just like, oh, what games are really popular? What you had in there? And you were what, just like, won't yeah, get that's me angry good. emails. Uh, this won't get me an angry email. This won't get me an angry email. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, I'm gonna All right, Blake. For myself. Blake, do you want to do a couple honorable mentions? Oh my I'm god, so many honorable mentions. Didn't freak out a little bit more that I had that above Metal Gear Solid. It's I it's mean, a better it's a, game. It, it really is. <laughs> and Final I, you've talked about like, it in the past. Game. I think you've said even that you like Final Fantasy VII more. But uh, the Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so iconic. Like there were You've so talked many about things. the issues that Metal Gear Solid has. So right. well, like I wasn't surprised to see it at only I put only in quotes here, only number two. <laughs> okay. Well good. Then I don't All have to right. take too much shit about it. Um I guess I will start off with the honorable mentions since I <laughs> first for the rest of this. Uh well Robert already covered three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are so many amazing games on the PlayStation. It probably has my favorite game library. Uh, Breath of Fire 3, we talked about that some already. Love the game. Didn't aid as well as I would have liked on my last playthrough. Valkyrie Profile, one I'm dying to play through again. I've only ever played this game once, and it is a beautiful game. It's got a really cool, unique combat system uh, that's just a little bit different from most JRPGs. And the story is, it's light on the story, but what it does have is pretty cool. The art is gorgeous in the game. The voice acting is fine, I guess. Uh, and the music is beautiful. Uh, next up, Vagrant Story. Another yeah. game that gets, uh, doesn't quite get the love that it deserves, I feel like. Um, it's another RPG by Square Enix. It's an action RPG. It actually plays a lot like Parasite Eve. And... It's set in Ivalis, or Ivalis, however it is supposed to be pronounced, which is the world that Final Fantasy Tactics uh, takes place in as well. Oh, cool. I believe I that. that Vagrant Story is a couple hundred years after Final Fantasy Tactics is supposed to be. That's really cool. I didn't know they were in the same universe. Yeah. There's, There's a, a couple, couple references to Final Fantasy Tactics in Vagrant Story, like one or two. Not too many. It's not heavily tied together. As long like, as Cloud's not an unlockable character, we're okay. Uh, no, he's not. 
Uh, really fun gameplay system. Great game. Uh, next up, Saga Frontier. Another game that I don't think gets enough, enough, uh, love. Uh, classic kind of turn-based RPG combat system. Unique growth for your characters. They don't just level up. Their stats level up. As you use abilities, you become more and more likely to learn a new ability just by using it over and over. You don't find new abilities by leveling or anything like that. Um, Parasite Eve. Jay already mentioned that one. Tactics Ogre. Honestly, the only reason Tactics Ogre doesn't make my list is because how awful the grinding and level system is in that game. The design and is certain terrible. aspects of the control. It's just not like you play Final Fantasy Tactics and then you play that and you're like, holy shit, I just. It's like a, a very levels. unpolished Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great game. Really cool storytelling. It's a Final Fantasy Tactics esque story. Um. You get to make cool decisions on that affect your character's alignment. You can like burn a village or spare all the people. There's all sorts of different stuff that you get to do there. Uh, fun clasp system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Suikoden 2, which I go. enjoy the game, but I'm not as much of a fan of it as other people are. Uh, Suikoden 2 is all right to me. It's the best of the Suikoden series, but it's like a seven or maybe eight out of ten overall. I guess it's fun, but eh. Uh, another one that I'd forgotten about until I was looking at a list of uh, PlayStation games, Monster Hunter. Mm. Did either of you guys play Monster Hunter? I was just reading about this. No, game I never history. played it. It's so funny. When I was looking it at my list. It is such a fun game. I think the best part of the game is not even playing the game. It's you in the town, what you do is you're, you raise monsters. Uh, or not Monster Hunter. I wrote the wrong thing. Monster, Monster Rancher. Rancher. Yeah. Okay. I'm, mm. <laughs> I'm being an idiot. Uh, Monster Rancher is what I meant. Uh, so what you do, you're a rancher, and you're raising monsters, and the way that you discover the monsters is very, very unique. Uh, at the time, CDs were still a thing, and so what you would do, you would go into your town, and you would go into this temple. And after you go into the temple, it would prompt you to open your disc tray and insert a different CD. So you could use any other CD. You could use a Windows install disk. You could use your mom's collection of music CDs. You could use uh, other game CDs. Anything worked. And it would load up a unique monster. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be unique, but it would be based on whatever data was on the CD. So it was reading something from the CDs and taking something and being like, all right, I'm going to build this monster based I'm on make what... this monster for you, yeah. <laughs> It was so much fun. I probably sick. loaded over a hundred CDs into that game. Just <laughs> I would have done the same stuff. thing. It was such a blast. Uh, next game, Brigandine, another strategy RPG. Uh, very, very, very light on the story. What makes this game so unique and so cool is that instead of having a four-sided uh, grid, a four-sided square for everybody to go stand on. It actually has a hexagonal-based system, so there are six sides to every square that you're standing on. So you can attack an enemy from many, many more directions. It changes up the gameplay a lot. Uh, it's a very cool change to it. And then uh, we talked about it a little already, but Resident Evil 2... Um, I don't know if I liked Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 4 more, but Resident Evil 2, very fun survival horror game. Uh, definitely has the cheese factor going for it as well. And I think that's the end of my list. There's probably wow. a lot more I'm forgetting, too. So aren't you forgetting one, though? I don't think so. I think you are. I don't think I am. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Jay, your that, does mentions. that seriously not not even make your honorable mentions? Which one? Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. You already, you already talked about it, so yeah. like okay, it you made don't... your main list, so yeah. there was no reason to bring it up. Okay. All right. Extra honorable mentions. Final Fantasy IX. Any of the Final Fantasies really were were good, but I really liked Final Fantasy IX after playing it recently. Theme Hospital, which is essentially that the was roller coaster. PlayStation? Yeah, it was for PlayStation as well. You could play it for PlayStation or PC. I played it on PlayStation the first time when I played it. Um, theme Hospital, which is essentially, it's like Roller Crest Tycoon, but you're running a hospital. Very cartoony, funny humor, a lot of fun. I've talked about it recently. Uh, Siphon Filter was a really fun game. Another third person shooter. Um, there was, Fil- yeah, the, familiar. Uh, you should Google how the main character runs. He runs like a fucking moron. <laughs> it is amazing. Okay, he, I definitely remember that. I recognize the cover art for this game. I, I never played it though. Imagine like, like imagine like you know like when you run at top speed and like your your arms and legs are like flailing to their maximum. He does that no matter how fast you're going. So if you're going like <laughs> no speed at all, so like you'll be running like one mile an hour and you'll like turn your your like you'll turn your the direction of the character and he's still fucking flailing, just running top speed. And it's just there's a lot of friggin' random stuff about it. But essentially, Cyber Filter was an RPG third person shooter. Um, a lot of fun. There were some fun mechanics to it. The boss fights were really cool. Storyline was okay. And, uh, it was one of the first games that I played like that that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and the last one was Brave Fencer, Brave Fencer Musashi. Blake, have you ever played this game? Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? I so, didn't enjoy it that much, though. I, I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I, I've played it a couple times since then, and it's, it's a little bit frustrating. Very, very cartoony. Uh, it's an action RPG made by Squaresoft or Square, whatever the fuck it was called at the time. And uh, essentially you play as this character who has a sword and you have abilities with the weapon and you basically go through the game uh, killing creatures and there's a very minor story that takes place. But it's just kind of... It's it's kind of childish. It's very... Very ridiculous humor and, and just overall. I think uh, overall. that's what bothered me about the game. I would agree that it, it, it definitely has a childish feel to it. The other yeah. thing that I hated was uh, I don't remember the controls being very good in that game either. They weren't because like one of your attacks, you had like hold down R1, I think it was, or something stupid. It was something weird, yeah. 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 Not but, the uh, best it was fun uh, design. <laughs> I'm watching a video of the Siphon Filter guy running, and oh, he, <laughs> he like... He like leans in. I, I always imitate his run when I'm with people that have played the game. I'll do it next time I'm near you, Robert. It's so yeah. funny. He leans He's just like, like a, so into it. Like when when he turns, he leans into his turn at like a forty five yeah. degree yeah. angle. <laughs> oh, that's me, pretty good. I see I, people do it at the gym all the time, it's hilarious. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with uh Siphon Filter and Vagrant Story, but both of these games, like I got to a point on them where I was like stuck and couldn't figure out what to do, so I never ended up beating either of them. Like, but I, I really like both of them. My uh, honorable mentions, I'll just go through them real quick. Well, one that I would say would probably have been on my list, but I've never played it, is Swickedon 2. Because I love Swickedon 3, and as Blake said, Swickedon 2 is always, they always say it's the best one. So like I really think this would have been top three probably, but uh, I never unfortunately played it. Uh, really the only other, I guess the only others that I would mention... Uh, well, there's, so NFL Blitz was one oh, that... Oh, I almost put that on my list. That was tons of fun. God, uh, big. then Resident Evil, just for kind of, it wasn't a great game, but it did a lot of cool, interesting things at the time. Um, and then the other one is, uh, Need for Speed High Stakes. 
Did y'all play that one? No. I'm not like big, huge on racing games in general, but uh, this was a really cool Need for Speed game where this was the first one, as far as I can remember, where you had like one car that was yours, or you had a garage where you would like buy more cars as you went through the game, and then you could also customize them. And they would stay on your memory card, so, like, you would launch the game and then, like, have your car, and it had, like, its paint job however you wanted it, and, like, whatever, whatever you know, whatever tires and all that kind of stuff. And then as you progressed and did better, you'd get more money and could buy more expensive cars. But the the other thing that this game did that was really awesome was you could play uh, – you could do this against the AI as well, but what was, what was more fun was when you played against – if you raced against your, one of your friends and you both had your memory cards with all, with all your cars on them – you could bet your cars against each other. So whoever won the race, uh, the car, whoever owned the car, the loser, um, their car would be deleted off their memory card immediately, and it would be added to yeah, and it would be added to uh, who, the the other guy, whoever won. So uh, it was a really it was a really fun mechanic that like really like gave you a reason to want to win the race, and it was like you were actually racing for something when you uh, played against your friends. It was really cool. That's, that's all I got. Nice. Yep. Good list. Good list up for Robert. Good list. Yep. <laughs> Mine had two Final Fantasy games. I thought you were going to... You had three games that I could have known going into this that we're going to be talking about today. Well, should have known in that case. <laughs> we expected better from you, Robert. Sorry. Yeah. Disappointed. Uh, next top. Insert number here. <laughs> you want to do? Do you all? Either of you guys have any ideas? Top four of something. <laughs> um, Top four the games that start with the letter A. My oh God. <laughs> idea. I. We could do uh, like the opposite of what we did last time and say like the like uh, tropes of classic games or any kind of thing related to classic games that used to exist but is no longer like games don't have that anymore i can think of one kind of obvious one uh right off the top of my head but i haven't given it any more thought than that so just more artichokes more artichokes (laughs) but good ones this time i don't know seems like a lot of work though Uh, uh any thoughts blake what do you think I don't know. That could be really, really difficult. Mm. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out off podcast. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Why don't we do that this time? Okay. And we'll just uh, so so if you're listening, then email us any top five anything that you want to just get off your chest and let us or know. top three or whatever or top three or top top ten. four top four or if you want to write up a top 100 list of something go ahead and do it I can't go right ahead i That's can't guarantee we'll read the entire list but we'll at least read the top 10 right we can top guarantee four. that right you got the classic gaming podcast guarantee on that one seal of approval <laughs> all right we'll figure that out and we'll, we'll throw it up on twitter or something that or so so if you want to, you can send us in your top, whatever it is that we turn it to do. Um, Class Games Cast is our Twitter account. Real quick, I want to get to emails. Um, first, there is a guy uh, I want to just give a shout out to uh, Ben Woodring, who's BK Ben Three on Twitter. 
few hours ago, just a few hours ago, right before we started this podcast or this recording, he sent us a tweet. Just said, "Hey guys, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now. Just want to let you know that I've been loving it." So thanks, Ben. Thank, Thank you. you very much for that. Awesome. I'm happy to hear that somebody's liking it at least. Yeah. We need the uh after that five star review on fucking iTunes. <laughs> five. It, was, it wasn't quite five stars, but five and a half. Sorry. Basically, uh, we did get another uh, email from uh, Shane Sanderson. Ooh, what's he been up to? The number, the, the first fan of the Pat Classic Gaming Podcast. He says, uh, "Whoa, whoa! Enjoyed the new episode, but yo." Resident Evil did have real actors on the intro and the ending. Just thought I would jump in there. Remember we talked about that last time? I remember that a little bit, yeah. And I said, no, it didn't have real acting. So you just got bitch slapped. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, yeah. way to keep Robert in check. <laughs> and I went back and watched it, and it, there's a really awesome guy that has... Uh, he basically looks like uh, the guy who is... I, I'm embarrassed that I don't remember his name. Uh, S- Solid Snake's mentor in Metal Gear Solid 1 and it, there turns out to be a twist related to that but you know who I'm talking about with the sunglasses yeah, yeah. there's a guy who looks very much like him and his hair just goes straight up in the front on top of his forehead and he's got sunglasses it's guy awesome. from Alaska god what is his name Miller there we go is that his name I think so okay I don't know any other names but that was pretty awesome um anyway Shane says anyways I finished that Project Zero game I was playing that none of you have heard of Realized when I heard it mentioned that it's called Fatal Frame in the U.S. Oh, yeah, I remember that kind of now. Yeah, I at least to play that game. I at least remember the name. He says you play. I was always too scared to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me with a lot of games. He says uh, you play a Japanese chick who shoots and kills ghosts with a camera. Decent yeah. stuff. Um, I'm playing Tomb Raider three now. It's the only one of the original trilogy that I trilogy that I haven't revisited in the past five or so years, so I thought I would have a pop at it. Currently running around weaponless in Nevada as some punks stole my gear. <laughs> I enjoyed the top threes this week, uh, which was our top three uh, tr- uh, classic gaming tropes that we hate. Oh, that was a good one. That yeah. was a really good one. That one turned out way better than I expected, actually. Yeah, yeah it was good. Um, pretty funny. The colored enemies, haha. Gotta say, I cannot stand timed levels or, or timed games either. Oh my god. And then he just says, take it easy. Uh, there was one follow-up. Let me pull it up real quick. He sent us another email and said, oh, he said, shit. Totally sent that email before hearing this week's top threes. So I'll jump on this real quick. So, so here are Shane's <laughs> top three, uh, top five, actually, PlayStation games. Oh, well, I'm top curious. <laughs> Number five, Silent Hill. Wouldn't be a Shane list without one. Number four, Doom. Hmm. He says, uh, although the definitive release. He says, yeah. although de- although the de- definitive edition of Doom was PC, this is my first taste of Doom. Uh, Tomb Raider Two is number three. I like that game. Resident Evil is number two. You guys are gonna like this. Number one is Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Seven and Eight and Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> fucking bundle deal right there. Just cram it all in there, Jesus. See, that's Robert. That's what you should have done. Fucking top eight. (laughs) Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy VII, and Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) Final Fantasy fucking Anthology, Trilogy. Oh, those were so bad. Uh, Well, Trilogy, okay. But the Final Fantasy Anthology, God, that was embarrassingly bad. What was that? Uh, Which one was that? Wasn't it like 4 and and Tactics or something stupid? 
No, because there was the anthology and there was the collection. One of them was Final Fantasy 4 and 5, and another one, one was, was Final Fantasy 6 and Chrono Trigger, I think. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah it was like, which are both really good games, but it was just fucking retarded. No, the, the, they're both good games on their original platforms. The ports were terrible, though. Yeah. I almost oh, talked yeah. about this during the PlayStation bit. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say really quick, never play those ports if you get the chance. I think if you was... can avoid it, don't. Don't yeah, we talked about that just briefly at one point. That was why yeah. I didn't end up why loving you hated Chrono Trigger. Chrono yeah. Trigger, yeah. Well, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really enjoy it, and that's pretty much why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also throws out his honorable mentions. I'll scream them out real quick. Tony Hawk 2, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Vagrant Story, nice. Resident Evil 2, nice. and Parasite Eve. Nice. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody uh, said Crash Bandicoot, actually. I thought you did like that, Robert. Uh, No. Really? Oh. I, I could have sworn that you mentioned that at some point on the podcast. I, so. I mean, to me, Crash Bandicoot, like, it it used 3D, but it didn't use it well. So, it, it had a lot of trouble with it in some of the stages. It was an okay platformer, but I just preferred other platformers. Yeah, no, I, I never really got into games like that in general. Like, I played Crash Bandicoot. It was okay for what it was, but I just don't like... I Like, platforming games, gen- in general... Like, there are exceptions, huh. but for the most part, they bore me. Except, you know, like, yeah. all the Mario games and stuff. Those yeah. are all, those are all awesome. I, I, I love can... Crash Bandicoot and, like, Spyro and shit. Yeah, I just Maybe don't like those kind of games. Maybe it was that had talked about Crash Bandicoot before. Yeah, I talked about... Yeah, I talked about the, the collection games, like Spyro. Because I played Spyro one, for one podcast. That was probably it. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah, I just don't care for them too much. <laughs> all right. And that's it. Robert's mad. Uh, off-topic happy endings. I won't spend any time on one because I don't have one. All right. Um, and we're going kind of long. Jay, yeah, we are, so. Jay, what you got? Mm, I've watched a lot of anime lately, so let's give a shout-out to anime. Anime is enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Just all, right. all anime. All right. <laughs> shout-out to anime. Well, I don't want to talk about specific anime because everybody has their own taste. I was watching What's... Cowboy Bebop last night. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, bro. Yeah, still holds um, up decently well. I love. That's my favorite. Uh, is it? Anime. It's not my favorite uh, anymore. God, that's your favorite anime. FF Seven is your favorite yeah. PlayStation game. <laughs> he, he, just, he like just he's so just here to please the crowd. Like level. God, what a I'm sorry, dude. I can't. I can't. Fucking crowd, crowd pleaser, dude. <laughs> I uh, give him credit where credits due. Wow. Oh my god. Kill um, I guess for my shout out, I will shout out Hyrule Warriors. <sighs> Uh, I've been putting a ton of time into that lately, and it's a lot of fun. It's got a couple of flaws. Like, I kind of hate the way that they did uh, the fights against other generals, other characters. It gets really, really annoying because you have to take advantage of their weakness gauge, uh, and that can be pretty damn annoying and boring sometimes. Aside from that, really fun game. I've been playing through Adventure Mode, which is cool and challenging and annoying, and it's a good game, and if you have a Wii U and you like Dynasty Warriors games, I definitely recommend it. Man, I love Dynasty Warriors games. Are you going... Yeah. Have you, or are you going to stream this at any point? Uh, probably not. I don't have enough time for it. I've got so much other stuff that I have to do right now. I uh, really am interested in seeing the gameplay of this, because I haven't seen anything... That's cool. Like... I've watched a lot of people stream it. It doesn't get much viewership on Twitch, though. Blake, just as a heads up. Hmm. Yeah, there's one guy that's been doing almost... He's almost 100% of the game now, I think. 
or he may have. Oh, he's going for the Sculptulas right now. Uh, Twitch.tv slash excessive profanity. <coughs> uh, cool caster. I recommend checking him out sometime. Uh, he's been playing through, and all that he has left to do now is to get all the gold Sculptulas. Okay. Uh, Blake, yeah. I really want to hear your thoughts on the Middle Gear Solid game with the worst title out of all the Middle Gear Solid games. Yeah. Or not Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear game with the worst title. Um, with the worst title. Yes. Um, it should be blatantly obvious. I mean, are you going for Snake Eater? No, I'm going for okay. Revengeance. No way! The name, come on, the name is great. Revengeance. <laughs> the name is great because no. it's so over the top, excessive, silly, stupid stuff. It's exactly okay. What you expect all right, okay, games. fair enough. Like it, it's different from a Metal Gear game. And I think... How are we talking about Metal Gear Solid again? He's, How did you do that, Robert? He, sorry, Blake has been streaming Revengeance. Oh, I okay. did play Revengeance recently, so it, it there was a segue there. I just didn't... I thought Robert was just fucking like, I feel like talking about Metal Gear Solid again. Derail <laughs> <laughs> the whole podcast. I, I just want to hear what your thoughts on it are. Uh, Revengeance was a lot of fun. Like I said, it's not a Metal Gear game. It's got the Metal Gear skin. It's got Metal Gear themes. But it's a platinum game, which means it's a crazy over-the-top action game where you've got awesome music going in the background while you fight a guy that – yeah, yeah, damn right. You can quote me on that. No, I said quote, unquote. And Um, it was like awesome music. You can quote me on that. Shitter. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, shitter. Yeah, well, I don't care. I didn't ask you. Uh, nobody else did either. Revengeance, really fun game. It's a platinum game. If you like stuff like Devil May Cry 3, Wonderful 101, Bayonetta, things like that, uh, look it up. If you like Metal Gear Solid games specifically, uh, I would warn you against it, uh, to start to look into it a little bit more. I would say play it for the cinematics. Oh my god. The cinematics are pretty good. (laughs) Like, were you there for the final fight? No. Oh my god, it was so much fun. I wish I was. It was so much fun. How long did it take you? The, uh, the it final took boss? like 20 minutes. The final boss? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That was so hard. For, I played that battle for probably two hours straight. I heard a lot of other people had trouble with it. The big problem was the twin stick thing, like aiming your sword slash when you have to do that. Mm, oh yeah. And to get around that, I just held down the button to trigger your Zenmatsu or whatever it's called. And then I moved, I used my right thumb to aim it, and then I had to reach over with my left thumb to hit the X button (laughs) to make the attack. It was really, really awkward, and I hated that portion of it. I actually didn't have too much trouble with that part. I just had trouble, like, dodging the guy. Like, I don't know why. I couldn't, I had such a hard time dodging him every time. That was really easy for me. So, yeah, Um, um, another shout-out to Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Real quick, did you think it was as lame as I did on the part where it's trying to make you feel all guilty? You know the part I'm talking about? Uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it's where you can hear what the bad guys... Oh, did. yeah, yeah, that was so dumb, really. Thank, okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure that you thought so. Yeah. All right. That wraps it up. Okay, that's an ep. So follow us on Class Games Cast at Twitter. That's short for episode. <laughs> send us email at <laughs> mail at classicgamingpodcast.com leave us reviews on iTunes and uh, I think I'm always forgetting something what, what am I leaving out go follow us on Twitter and we will 
let you guys know through there what our next top whatever list is going to be, I guess. Yep. And Blake, what are you streaming now? Oh god. Um this this week I've got all sorts of stuff planned. Um I'm going to play through the Bayonetta 2 demo and I'm going to stream Wonderful 101 and uh what else do I have to do? Uh probably Hyper Light Drifter, which I think a lot of people out there should be very interested Ooh, in. When does that come out? Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a release date on it yet, but I have access to a alpha build of oh, it. Oh shit! And there, everybody has permission to stream it. So nice. I'm, uh, definitely be doing that. And then I'm also going to be doing some Crypt of the Necro Dancer because I'm taking part in a tournament with that. So that's fun. Cool. Uh, Jay, I understand you've been s- streaming your own sort of webcam stuff. What? Right? What? Webcam only. What the hell are you talking about? What's the fee to watch? Uh, that? 69 cents a minute. <laughs> all I have right. no fucking idea what you're talking about right now. Alright, that's all. Um, okay. That's all I, I just drifted so far because we're talking about Metal Gear Solid. I'm just like, <laughs> man, I wonder what a shotgun blast to the head would feel like. To be fair, we were talking about Metal Gear Rising. Oh my, shut funny. up. Solid. Hey, you are the one that's wrong. <laughs> Damn. Shit on. All right, that's it for this episode. We'll see you guys in about a week and a half because we recorded this one a little bit late. It was it because was. Jay had a birthday. What's up? Happy birthday, Jay. Thanks. Happy late birthday, Jay. Thanks. Thanks. All right. All right, well, bye, everybody. No, we're, we're already done. We're already done. Oh, all right. Just kidding, we were Just kidding. You son of a... <laughs> all right, we are there done you. now. Oh, okay.